going on. It's November 10th. I just caught up on last week's um, releases. But I'll go over that in the weekend. I just want to play one song from it. Let me log on to Tumblr. I might just do this on Tumblr, you know. Let me go on Tumblr. Pretty good song. This album's pretty good though, eh? Popular uh, poet, uh, Young Jeezy. <laughs> I don't even know he goes by Young Jeezy. I still call him Young Jeezy. I think he's just Jeezy now. So old, you know? No one's in here, but um, I haven't watched Dynamite yet. I'm not going to lie to you, you know, uh, to the people that are listening. Because no one's watching right now. Yeah, no one's uh, in here, but um, I haven't watched Dynamite yet. I haven't really been motivated to uh, watch AEW Live. Because, I mean, I, I heard it was a good show, but there's already booking decisions, and I didn't really want to get into the discourse. Because I think, because, like, now what's it called, you know, despite, you know, me not being, uh, uh, you know, a prominent account, like, because of the important people that fucking always have to check like, like, they'll send somebody to check what my fucking takes are on it, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm not happy, they'll, like, you know, because, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, even though I'm not acknowledged, you know, because people will say, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not, like, propped up or if they're not paying you, you're, like, nobody, essentially. 
But the thing is, is like, yeah, okay, fine, I look at the, look at it like that. But at the same time, if I'm giving my opinions and my takes, and then people who have, like, who, who follow me, who are part of, like, the company or part of the, you know, industry in some sorts, since, like, a lot of it's facilitated by, you know, online discourse, there'll be certain things that, like, if, like, certain people who are fans of other people, since everything has to be devalued, everything has to, like, you know, become, uh, you know, entire discourse around the booking, you know. Like, I, I'm just saying, so, like, if, if people who are in the industry, like, make fucking elitist comments about, like, you know, people, like, not mattering because they're not connected, it's like, you're, you know, paying attention to what I'm saying, even though you're in a position where you don't have to. Like, if, if I had the access that a lot of these people had, I wouldn't be paying attention to the internet. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be paying super close attention to the internet. You know what I mean? It just happens that, you know, I'm online and I'm at home. If I'm not at home, I'm not really online. Even though I have my phone on me, I, you know, I don't really post a lot when I'm out. But, you know, but for some reason, people fucking feel threatened. And, and the thing that I, I got to give them credit, because, you know, like, that's like, you know, they if you're propped up. And I'm not saying people who are propped up are like, you know, not talented or anything like that. But it's like if, if like I just know the social media game of how people prop you up and how people will like, like you know, respond, like do like be a re- reply guys to your tweets. You know what I mean? Where it's like kind of planned out. So it's like a, it's like a group effort to put out ideas and different ways to get engagement online. And then, you know what I mean, if you take other people's ideas, then people are going to prop them up. If they can't get anything out of it, they're not going to prop it up. So I'd rather have, uh, you know, a genuine opinion rather than a propped up opinion. You know what I mean? And I guess because, you know, my, I guess because, like, like the thing is, like, it wouldn't even be a thing if people who were getting propped up were happy about being propped up. You know what I mean? Like, if if you're happy being propped up, you wouldn't even be paying attention. So, obviously, me not being propped up and putting out my opinions goes goes under your, like, it goes, goes on your radar. And you will, you know, like, take jabs at me, I guess. Or take jabs at other fucking people. And I don't, okay, you know what I mean? So, I'm just saying, like, you know, if, that, if that's the fucking case, then it obviously doesn't mean... As much as you want it to mean, because, like, you're, like, like, the amount of buzz your fucking, you know, uh, social media shit's getting, that would be good enough for you to basically, you know, like, you know, be like, oh, you see, my opinion is right, but, like, if it's not genuinely, like, if it's not genuinely, you know, uplifted, then, of course, you're gonna, like, still fucking feel kind of a way to see other people who don't get propped up to, like, kind of really give you an honest perspective on what they think. You know what I mean? Like, I never say my opinion should be everyone's opinion. I might talk with, I might talk with stuttering conviction, and I might fucking, you know, um, you know, be passionate. I, I, I just hate the, I just hate the idea of, like, people, people who are in the know and have fucking connections in the industries. They book the fucking discourse, so, like, they're gonna pretend like, oh my god, this comp- I'm, I'm gonna call it the company because they're not doing well creatively on certain shit, but it's like, 
but it's it's, but it's like a, a lot of these people who are insiders book the fucking disco like like they book it that way so there can be twenty four seven discussion. So the fucking you know the booking is like facilitating, like the online discourse essentially. It's like it's like it's being booked for the discourse. So like you know what I mean like, and I'm sure there'll be some good shit like you know um in in the middle there. You know what I mean? Like that—that's how it fucking goes. But it because everything is a discourse company. There's no way to like genuinely fucking climb up, and be uh, you know and be given props for your talent essentially. You have to like partake in the fucking you know the discourse. Otherwise, you're not gonna get fucking propped up. That's the fucking reality. And and, and I feel like with Eddie Kingston, because Eddie Kingston will address mental illness. Right, and even though it's a good thing that he can be dressed in mental illness or social media, like you know, pe- like, like he'll say it in a limited way. But like for example, like like I know what he's trying to say when he says that so many people online would have these opinions. So pe- so regular people or people who pretend to be regular fans will have an issue with him having a problem with people having so many opinions. I don't think he, he had a problem with people having opinions. He said that there's so many opinions that you don't really need to hear from and all that kind of stuff. But, like, to me, it's like he's probably indicating that, you know, um, he's probably indicating that, um, um, sorry, indicating that he knows that a lot of the online fandom is now, like, you know, people who are climbing up, who are shills, who are employed by different fucking companies or different billionaires. And, uh, you know, so that's probably why, like, you know, he probably feels that way. But because he just can't say that, you know, he's, his company or Vince McMahon's company is employing people online to be shit disturbers, he's going to get, you know, he's going to get, like, shit for from the from people online that he is, like, saying that their opinion doesn't matter. I don't think he really fucking said that. But, like, I mean, listen, everyone has a right to their opinion, but, I mean, I can also point out that my opinion is that some people's opinion is uh, is conditional. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. What they're calling, I'd rather have a genuine perspective than having a perspective that people will support um, with, with, with conditions. Because that's just how it goes. You know, that's just how I fucking see it, at least. You know. And there's a lot of fucking trolls online that will fucking justify why, you know, um, you know, like, you know, like, 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 they'll show off their connections. Like, and as soon as they're connected, they'll feel more fucking, you know, at home to, uh, you know, um... They'll feel more at home with, um, you know, uh, with their fundamentalist shit. Because a lot of them are fundamentalist edgelords online now. Who at, who will sophisticate their, like, you know, like, they'll do the lowbrow shit, but then they'll sophisticate for very right-wing propaganda through these, you know, viral accounts that are supposed to, you know, manufacture more fucking consent. But you can see, but, but because we limit how, like, when somebody can be a bad guy or doing bad things, it has to be for, like, the obvious and transparent reasons. You can't, like, say that people are sociopathic. Like, for example, people would fucking think that me lashing out 
Like that's the 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 aggression um, that I'm doing. Like that's the aggression from uh, from like you know like you know I'm the one that's being directly directly hateful. But like you know what I mean because it stands out more and it's uh, you know it's me you know um, like you know being transparent about it. But like if somebody's already plotting. And, you know, and they, and, you know, different groups online, you know, help manufacture consent and organize harassment and, you know, um, to basically, you know, get people to, like, interact with them or be a part of their clique or something like that. Like, they'll make your fucking life a living fucking hell. And this, and, and that's, like, ten times worse than anything that I could fucking say out of anger. In my perfect, because me, it's... A lot when you do something systemically, and you do something like you know mass organization to drive someone crazy, that's to me like you know a hundred times more worse. But like in society, that's not what counts as worse. And most of the time, a lot of people are doing the same fucking shit. So you know, what are you gonna do? But so when when people show off, you know about like, you know who they're co-signed to. Then of course you know. And they can, you know, they can fucking make those threats. And they feel comfortable doing it. You know, I, you know, that's how I fucking see it, at least. But all these people have a team, you know, of people that they have, oh, you know, at their disposal. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I mean, the writing team, you know, will only give props to their account if the guinea pig public figure puts their perspective. But, you know, but again, if these people actually, you know, broke away from who they're, you know, alive. again, like, this is what I'm talking about, like, eventually, like, right now, it feels good, because you're being propped up, and, like, there's positive energy coming to her, towards you, and people are recognized in the, in the midst of, uh, you know, propping up other people's ideas, like, people will pay attention to the talent, you're, you're, you know what I mean, but, like, it's, like, to me, it's, like, it's only conditional, and that's, like, the, and, and when you figure that out, and you fucking see that, like, you know what I mean, like, and I saw that for, like, 10 years, like, t- the last 10 years ago, like, that's why I'm not good at the politicking game, you know what I mean? That's why I kind of want to be out of this fucking planet, you know? You know, just to me at least, I don't know. Let me see if they were on Tumblr. There's like five people in here, I'm surprised. I don't know how many people are staying in here. You know? It is what it is, though, man. And, 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 and the more, and the more you see these accounts, like, and, and, and the scary part about these accounts, they pretend that they are, you know, uh, like, just regular fucking accounts. And then they all start defending capitalistic, you know, uh, tend, you know, thing, capitalistic fucking practices. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, Tal not getting released. Like, they'll keep, like, defending it. Even though what they call, like, when it was WWE. And the whole narrative was WWE not releasing so-and-so. You know what I mean? Like, they would be the first ones in line. But then when anyone wants to leave AEW, it's like, you know, the talent, the, uh, the, the company doesn't have to fucking do it. So, like, now you're becoming... So, it was never about being an alternative to make things better. It's just about being your own version of WWE so you guys can fucking, you know... So, closeted edgelords can fucking be misogynist and, you know, fucking advocate for who they're fucking thirsting after. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, the, these people don't thirst after fucking, like, the, the, they don't support people. Again, it's a quid pro quo in, in industry. And if people have this access, you know what I mean? Some of these, some of these people, like, it, 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 like, 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 I'm not saying that it's all, it's all fucking, all fucking fans or anything like that. But when it becomes, like, you know, uh, an industry where it's, like, like, there's a history of quid pro quo and initiating people into their little fucking fraternities and the the showbiz, at least, also. Like, to me, it's, like, you know, some of these fucking people, like, you know, they, under the guise of being, like, the straight edge edgelord guy, like, you know what I mean, they'll fucking, like, say and do horrible shit to women and all that kind of shit, but then... They won't fucking disclose that they're fucking thirsting for the guy, the guys that they're fucking, you know, advocating for. They're like self-hating and then they'll, you know what I mean? And again, I, I wouldn't point that out, but when they're like also amplifying like, you know, like the general consensus, like the, 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 the general, like the generalized fucking hatred towards, uh, you know, which is like the general consensus of their fucking clique to like put anti-fucking LGBTQ or anti-trans... You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, like, some of these society people they need, need, need to have their fucking shit analyzed. Especially if they're fucking, you know, putting people's lives in danger and shit. You know. I'm just, I, I, that's why I don't do the podcast on, uh, that's why I don't do the podcast on my, um, Oh, uh, you know, when when I do the fucking Tumblr often because uh I man, I'm not a look I'm not a good looking guy at all. I'm just looking at myself in this fucking you know That's why I've been off screen for a bit. Like I've been looking at other things off screen. No one's really saying anything, but at least it gives me the reps. How did I get zero fucking diamonds? I thought I had a lot of diamonds. I had like over like you know like three hundred or something like that. I mean, I mean, not that it fucking matters because I just come on here for like you know, just to see some hot chicks and talk to them for a bit. A lot of you know sexy women on here, but you know, but like you know, but like I come on here once in a while to like do the broadcasting, but you know, I don't get very many. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you, like, like you need to have like a hot female on here. Or you gotta have, like, an interesting gimmick. People, like, like I'm not saying, like, you know, it's all just females who get the views. Like, there's enough guys that get the views, but they're, like, out and about doing stuff. I, you know what I mean? I, I don't like streaming when I'm out and about, so I like streaming when I'm just kind of plopped up on the couch and doing shit, basically. You know? Like, Roxanne Perez showed uh, support for Palestine. And, and of course, you know, people on, you know, Reddit. Because, again, the, the reason I'm pointing out, because that community, like, love to pat themselves on the back for being moral crusaders about fucking shit. 
You know, because we're, we're, whenever Saudi Arabia gets mentioned, like, you know, the wrestling fans are so fucking woke and socially conscious, and they stand up to what's right, but they don't want to, you know, ever talk about the right-wing fundamentalism that's tied to, like, the wrestling industry. For some odd reason, they don't ever want to talk about that. They won't call that out. And 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 like I said, listen, I I enjoy, I I appreciate like solidarity and sentiment, whatever, right? But like I I still fucking think that like like because like there hasn't been support for you know Palestine like in the pre in previous years on like you know because again I I've seen more pro, I, like again there's a lot of fucking anti-Palestine and fucking super pro-Zionist like you know I mean like you know. Like, you know, like, like it's amplified. But I don't, remember a t- I don't remember a time when there was this many, like, you know, famous people, you know, uh, you know, b- being, you know, for, like, you know, like showing solidarity with that. And I appreciate that. Especially as, like, a Muslim, right? You know, I'm not a practicing Muslim, I'm, you know. Because whenever I mention Muslim, there might be other Muslims that will, like, roll their eyes because I don't fucking, you know, do the Muslim things that, you know, all Muslims do. But, like, I don't want fucking, you know, like, like you know, I don't want, like, you know, my like people, you know, my people to be, like, you know, victimized or wiped out or anything like that. You know what I mean? And I don't want, you know, any other fucking, you know, minority group to, you know, face that fucking shit either. That's why I try to fucking, you know, I'm not saying my tweets are going to change the world, but I like to fucking think that, like... Like, I tweet what, what's bothering me and what's bothering me in my head. So, like, you know what I mean? So, like, the, the, so, so people know that I'm not, like, you know, because, again, I don't care if I get likes or fucking retweets. But I do know important people are fucking, you know, paying attention. That's why they have some of these shady accounts randomly fucking follow me. Like, you know, like, and, and, and it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, transparent because it's, like, white power, like, like, like that kind of transparent, you know what I mean? So they obviously want me to know. Because, again, they probably look at my fucking account and then tweet me. So they can fucking probably try to dunk on me or something like that. But I always block those accounts whenever they fucking follow me. So, I, so, 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 so again, because Roxanne Perez worked for WWE, where a lot of the fucking fundamentalism works, like, I think, like, listen, listen I, I, I would just state this, because if, if I fucking, you know, because, again, if, if you... um. Talk about, like, the actual anti-Semitism that can arise and people who could be organizing it as well, right? People then automatically fucking think that, like, you're not taking, like, you know, like, 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 Ga- like Gaza's being fucking ob- obliterated. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's a surprise that, like, I wake up and there's still people that are actually living there because it's so fucking horrible with what's being fucking done. And then, you know what I mean, like, if you have concern for that, then there's fucking bad faith actors that, like, oh, what about the Israelis? Like, okay, well, then, you know what, go complain to the Israeli government about the fucking hostages, because they're fucking making their lives, you know, know, in danger as well. You know, that's how I fucking see it, at least. They're making it, um... Just recording a podcast. Uh, Another streamer is on here. Uh, her name is Boss Barbie. She's a cool chick, you know. I, I've been talking to her a couple of times and shit. So she's here. So um, you know, um, I just want to give her a shout out. I, I'm doing. I'm, doing a, I'm recording on this fucking phone. 
This is, this is my fancy way of recording it. But I thought I'd come on here and yeah, so um, I'm just talking about the Palestine-Israel stuff. You know, so, so so like, you know, if you have concern for like, you know, the, you know, anti-Semitism. Listen, I, I don't think everyone that says from the river to the sea, I don't think uh, every single one of them. I need to get on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to ban it pretty soon. <laughs> If you know, if if uh, you know, if 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 your government has their fucking way, they want they, they want that banned. Um, no, so so when people say from, I I don't think everyone who says from the river to the sea, um, is um, um, you know, is anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? I think people chant it because, like, you know, they, you know what I mean. But there are there are other people who have said it that are bad faith actors. That like I feel like even though it might not be intended to be like you know uh you know like you know like you know like uh, an extremist thing, I think like people have kind of like I don't think I don't think this is the most important fucking issue because the most important issue to me would be to you know stop bombing fucking you know stop bombing kids and innocent human beings. But the thing is like it, because because I have the understanding that there's fundamental like like, it, like you know when people talk about state. Uh, separation of church and state, like that's a good concept, and I agree with it. Separation of church and state, all the fucking way. But the thing that always struck, the thing that always struck me is that I don't think there's ever really been separation of church and state. Like even if even if they give you the propaganda that it has, I always think fundamentalism has always run shit. Like everything has been dictated by you know it's it's like a lot like wrestling, you know what I mean? Pro wrestling shit with fundamentalism. And you know it's being dictated like that way. So there's people, like I said in my last podcast, there's people who already had this in like 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 like, like what's happening right now has been in the works, and has been building to like an overall fucking you know ending in, the, in that, that regard. And I, I and because I me and other people don't believe in this fucking fundamentalism bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can fucking, you know, speak out and say, you know, stop fucking, you know, b- bombing and all that. And it's, it's a, again, what they call it, it's supposed to, like, bring out so much emotion in all of us. Because it's supposed to have people now at this time reacting the way they're reacting in that they're getting more mobilized outside and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's, it's by design. And, and, and they don't care if they're going to have casualties. They don't care who they're killing. So like the so so like if that's like their mission and I I I think that like that's how they fucking think, then it's like even if like you know we're all fucking talking and pointing out some of the lies and how they're manufacturing consent and how they're fucking doing propaganda, it's like these people who are doing it don't care if they're getting caught doing the propaganda or being hypocrites, because it's just supposed to be more filler, you know, more fucking anger and more fuel. While fucking horrible shit is already being normalized, so that's how I fucking look at it. You know what I mean? Um, so when Roxanne Perez showed fucking solidarity, of course a bunch of the wrestling fucking shitheads started shitting on her. They they had more vitriol for her, you know, posting links to you know where you can give aid, uh, opposed to like you know the rapist fucking owner of you know WWE, you know. The people that have more fun again, the fundamentalism. When you point out the fundamentalism in the wrestling industry, or like the government propaganda and the you know that industry, like the people can be inconvenienced 
with like knowing that they can only be you know moral here and there just so they can show that they're human beings but like to me and i'm not saying everyone you know that that i'm not i'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't call out the saudi business the saudi thing like you should call it out most definitely because cause that, that's where the future of fucking, you know, sports is fucking going. And I still predict that Saudis are going to own the WWE. They're going to own Endeavor. Whether, you know, so hooker by crook, the Saudis will be behind WWE. That fucking, you know, that rallying cry from Vince McMahon. Um, you know, that, that, you know. Oh, Delia's drawer, what's going on? Just recording a podcast. That, um, you know, that, that decree that Vince McMahon did... He said, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia is our home. So, and, and people are just going to look, oh, like, Vince McMahon's just being fucking crazy, blah, blah, blah. Vince McMahon's just being... No, like, he, he, listen, man, there's the, the, the a reason why he's looking like a fucking cartoon villain. Like, everyone's, every, every, like, powerful public figure, like, just looks like a cartoon a cartoon villain that this is that like you know what I mean like there will be engagement and money being made just off an image of Vince McMahon with a shitty mustache, you know what I mean like that like that, that's how much how much money these guys can make from anything simple like that and people don't think that because it's online, but when online has you know like you know a a different currency that people are using, then you know it's like different ways for the engagement. But Vince McMahon, you know what I mean? Like, 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 these guys look fucking like they're dumbed down and all that kind of shit, but... Like, you know what I mean? Like, they they had to find a way for them to get kicked out of power so that they could have an excuse to go ultra-fucking-villain. And that's what Vince McMahon's gonna do when he officially gains back his power. You know? I'm actually, I'm actually surprised there's, like, actual people in here, you know what I mean? The, there's a couple of cool streamers uh, that, have, that, that that I've been talking to on here, like Boss Barbie and Dalia. And Dalia. I, I, I got uh, this chick named Dalia. She's pretty cool. She comes on, whatever. Uh, um, you know, I, again, I, I've been making conversation about Sopranos. <laughs> I've, I've been boring people with Sopranos talk. And she actually went and watched it, and she was actually, like, you know, hooked to the show. And, you know what I mean? So every time I talk to her... I ask if she's like you know in uh, if she's what episode is she in on Sopranos and all that, but she's really liking it. You know what I mean, especially the mental health aspect, because it's one of the best mental health shows. Like, and I didn't realize it back. You know what I mean? Because I was more interested in the mafia um, um, stuff, but like now, you know, but like now, you know, going through what I went through in life, you know what I mean? Like, I can kind of like see you know the mental health aspect of like people you know, wanting a better life, but then they go back into, like, the negative fucking, you know, world that makes them the way they are. Anyways, um, yeah, so, like, I mean, that, that, that was, like, the part of the wrestling discourse that, you know, like, Vince McMahon selling 8 million fucking shares. I, I never know what that means, like, I never know what it means, but I always think that, like, whenever, like, they have that advertised, like, there's going to be something else that happens where, like, you go, oh, so I guess he got money loose for that. So, like, he well, he can make a new shell company. Or maybe, like, you know... I mean, on the surface, it'll probably end up being that he has to... Like, I mean, he has, like... He, he has, like, what, 28 million? So, like, you know, selling eight, selling 8 million shares is not really going to... Again, I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not a fucking expert on the fucking stock market. But, like, whenever, like, I, I just notice whenever they do those things, 
like on the surface. There's always going to be something afterwards that, you know, ends up happening. You know, I don't know. Let me see what's going on on Twitter. So everyone's watching me on Twitter. You know, uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at something, sorry. I'm just I, Again, sometimes I just look at fucking what's on live on Twitter and see what's trending. Because, like, like, nowadays to keep up with the news. And, and, and the thing is, it's like... Even getting the news used to be like at least a little bit more simpler. Fucking getting the news, now you gotta fucking like you know, like you know, like you know, go around different narratives because like you look up a topic, and the wrong like you know the people with like you know, the biggest agenda online, very far right wing people, they will have their fucking you know like because like the thing that they dominate it, and it's not even that they that they dominate the space. Is that because mainstream media is like a very, has been very transparent and very shitty for so long that like if they don't mention something, then the propped up accounts online think that, oh, I mentioned it and I'm the only one talking about it. So that must mean that uh, it's like, you know, like they don't want you to know this. But it's like if they didn't want me to know this, it wouldn't be propped up, it wouldn't even be discussed. Like, things they don't want you to know about are not even talked about online. Like, if it's not talked about in the mainstream media, it's not talked about online, then that's what they don't want you to know. If it's being planted on fucking line, then they definitely want you to think a certain fucking way. You just think that you're on a platform on the internet that doesn't have that, and that's not fucking... I don't think it's true. There's, like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like if, internet, if the internet was just, like, the internet... There, like, people wouldn't be this fucking pissed, pissed off about not being able to put out the propaganda they're putting out. Because it's not about free speech. It's about, like, their paid speech. And if they if they can't put the message out, they're not going to get paid. So it's, it's more about, like, it's more about, like, you know, them getting paid and, and profiting off of it more than, you know, you know, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, man. I don't know. I hope everyone... I just want to give a shout-out to the people um, on, on the Tumblr watching... And I never really have, like, you know, like, I mean, I mean, I, I know this is a small time for a lot of you, whatever, like, all oh, 16, I would have had 16, like, the first minute, you know what I mean, because that's, that's what must be hilarious for some of the women that come in here, they're like, oh my god, this guy is only getting 16, and, like, he's been on here for, like, a half hour, you know what I mean, I should just put, I should just put a fake chick in front just to, like, get viewers in, you know what I mean, <laughs> It is what it is, I don't know. This podcast is like fucking therapy. 
I'll just get the, 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 the there's only a couple more wrestling things that I gotta talk about, but, cause I, 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 I started out with it, so I might as well fucking finish off with it as well, you know what I mean, you know, but, um, b before I get into the other stuff, because I do still want to talk about the Palestine-Israel thing, the thing is, like, and, and again, this is not me, like, you know what I mean, like, I, I don't have top-notch coverage of it, I'm just kind of reacting to the fucking discourse that's happening, you know what I mean? Because every day it's more like, you know... Like, it's starting not to phase me as much as far as, like... Because because I know the routines. Like, I, I, I just gotta know... Like, I'm more interested in knowing the death count. I'm more, more interested in, like, you know... What's trans... What's, what's actually transpiring, like, in the... In, 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 like, you know... Like, like, I don't care if, like, Jackson Hinkle is gonna get, like, you know, engagement because of his fucking takes or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 because right now it's, it's beyond the personalities online, but it feels like, like, everyone's trying to be a fucking, you know, character, that it ends up becoming more about the fucking, you know, like, like, these people that are trying to mislead you by telling you that, oh, look, they're faking deaths and all that kind of stuff, like I, I, I do think in, like, like, I'm not saying in, the, in in this case, right? Do I think that like in 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 general, like elite people in the like, elite people in the world, like I'm talking about like billionaire type fucking people, or like celebrities that are there, can they fake their fucking death? Sure, you know by backing, but like, do I think these videos of them saying, "Oh, look, Palestine," you know, Palestine, like these Palestinians are faking their death. The, the, these could be other places in the world. Some of them have been proven to being like uh, from like you know different years, but there, but like if there's something current, that you know what I mean, I'm I'm sure it'll be something from uh, like see that's what I'm talking about with cri like when I say crisis actors, that they that they have people on standby in this day and age. To like pretend that you know, like you know, like fake beheadings and all that kind of shit. Like it can be done. Like you know what I mean, like 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 that's the crisis acting shit. Different factions sending their people into there. But like all the people that are promoting that Palestinians are faking their death. Like how are you? How are you any better than Alex Jones now? You know what I mean. And and if and if you're and if you're gonna and if you're gonna do offensive shit like that. Then, you know, can p people be offensive back and say, oh, then maybe all the Israelis that got kidnapped, they were also faking their death or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to fucking start that kind of shit going on? It's like, it's fucking disgusting. Like, not only do they not see you as human beings, like, they fucking don't even think, like, you know, well enough for you, like, to, like, you know, even acknowledge your death so they can keep justifying why they got to bomb shit because they have fundamentalist orders. And then, and then, and political commentators, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying like you know people calling it out or bad people or anything. I'm saying like, like, but like we, like people think that engaging with these bad faith act, like I mean, you have to correct them, but like in like engaging in these wars with them, like it's not gonna like like, like that isn't gonna do anything. Like that isn't gonna do anything either. That's just fucking filler. It's like it's it's it's, it's like on top on top of like the fucking genocide going on. You're gonna have more fucking more fucking discourse, where the fucking you know the majority of the fucking coverage just goes to covering the fucking you know the 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 bad faith actors online. You can't say people online don't have any fucking power, man. Like the internet is like a way for people to organize, especially like like we like we want to so badly 
pretend that, like, we're in the same... Like, it's because the aesthetic is, like, the same as 20 years ago. People want to assume that, like, even the... Te- like, you know, the stuff that, like, the internet is, like, the same thing 20 years ago that it is now. And it's, like, 20 times more advanced than it is now, like, like 20 years ago. Even though I think the whole, um, you know, um, like, the, 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 the entire creation of the internet was probably always, like, a, uh, you know, a corporate fucking tool. But, like, they fooled us because anyone on mainstream media, whenever internet would be mentioned, they would fucking kind of, like, go, oh, I don't even know what the internet is. What is that? Like, some, you know, guy talking about it. And then, you know, they'll do the basement memes and all that kind of shit. But I personally think that's where, like, they've planted people. You know? Like, you, you used to go on... You, you used to go online... Like I said before, used to go online too. Basically, like, uh, you know, um, you know, like look at the behind the scenes stuff. Like you thought you're like maybe the whole time they've been kind of planting those seeds to make us think that because we're online, we're hearing like the behind the scenes fucking truth. And I personally don't, you know, and and now looking like where the fucking world is going, it's like now people think that like in 2000 that's why i don't get get into the whole cm punk like marketing online oh he so he sold out a an arena he sold out an arena under a rumor it's like no dude like he there's a bunch of funded fucking planted fucking stuff that was online that basically kind of confirmed it you know what i mean and we're not supposed to fucking you know think that that fucking had any effect on anything like, you know what I mean? Like, they always want to make it seem like it's more genuine. Because it's on the internet. You know. But, uh, you know, apparently, you know, uh, Bunny from AEW, she's leaving. I, I wonder if she's going to be a discourse character. Will she just kind of quietly just go to another company or retire? Or will she, like, do interviews and then it'll become, like... Another discourse about, like, the structure and not being happy with the women's wrestling. And then people are going to shit on her for not being fucking good at wrestling conveniently. You know what I mean? They always do that kind of shit. But, like, to me, like, like Mariah May from uh, Stardom signed. And I'm I'm not fucking going to shit on, like, I saw saw a clip of it. And I'm not going to, like, you know, shit on the debut and it's kind of interesting. But, like, I, I don't understand what your motivation for signing up with the AEW is, really. Like, I'll, I'll say that they're doing a better job in building up some characters. But there definitely needs to be more women on the fucking shows. And for some, for some reason, you're not allowed to fucking want more women on the shows. And then the people who want access uh, with the company, who, like, say they're advocates for women wrestling, will start shitting on the fucking fans because they can't lash out at the billionaire. Otherwise, the billionaire is not going to give them fucking access or let them get propped up. So they have no choice but to do the boring thing where they're fucking... You know, I don't know. It is what it is, but, um... Yeah, and, and then, uh, yeah, Damien, Damien Priest is being looked at as a top-level fucking guy in the in the company. Which is not fucking shocking. The guy has been killing it. You know, I think everyone in judgment, even even Ballard now, even though I haven't really, I I haven't felt like, cause it, and and by the way, it's not because of Ballard himself, 
It's because of Balor's fucking booking, you know. After, like, they fucked up, fucked him up the first time in the company, he went back to NXT, and I'm like, okay, fine, guess what? They did a good job with fucking, you know, getting him to, like, become hype again in NXT. He comes back, and then the whole Roman Reigns thing happens, and then he didn't get his title shot because Baron Corbin fucked him over. Then it became like, okay, they're not going to use him properly. And then even with the Judgment Day, it was, I wasn't really feeling it. But, like, now it's like all four of them have come off as important now. You know what I mean? Like, they're actually, like, have, like, a danger element to them. And they're fucking all over. Like, 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 they're all over. They're over with the crowd. Whether it's Dom, Rhea. But Priest has really fucking stepped up, in my personal opinion. You know? But, you know, but yeah, so, so, so I'll just get away from the wrestling discourse now. But, and I'll just go with the politics and, you know, celebrity shit, whatever, and all that. But, like, you know, uh, as far as, like, the Palestine-Israel stuff was going on, like, you know, after the whole, like, you know, people are, are getting mad at Jane, um, that, that Jane Palchik because she was supporting Rashida. And, and again, I don't think, you know, Rashida should be censured, you know what I mean? Like, I might not agree with, like, the whole, like, I, I think there's the, 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 the people who are funded by the, you know, the Russian government, right? And, like, because there's people who are taking this opportunity to pretend that they're showing solidarity to Palestinians. And, again, I appreciate the fucking message. But then they're also, like, adding on pro-Russian shit. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and, and again, there's not, no, nothing against the citizens of Russia, you know what I mean, I, I don't like generalizing, and I and I hate the country versus country aesthetic that they're putting out because I don't think it's country versus country anymore. It's more about like the fundamentalist from different countries are pretending to feud each other, and the civilians are going to be the ones that you know are the ones that are fucking the casualties in this shit. Like, like even if you don't believe in the fundamentalism, and I'm all with you, I like I hate fundamentalism. You know what I mean? Like I, I really, I really don't. I, I don't fuck with it. Like I, I really don't. You know, but I also have to accept that there's fundamentalist people. That you know what I mean? Because like, and that's why I'm saying that. Like that's why like some of these like if if Biden went out and said I fucking condemn what's going on and I want a ceasefire, like not like if any president like like you know like you know like did the right thing in that regard or whatever, right? It would just showcase that, like, they wouldn't fucking stop still. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there would still be... It, it would show you... It, it would be it would be an exposition that the fucking... Uh, that the, you know, the presidency is just like a world title holder, basically. So getting mad at Joe Biden is like getting mad at John Cena when he's a world champion. When I can get mad... Like, I, I can be disappointed by, like, you know, like, people doing the status fucking quo... But I also can recognize that, like you know, the presidents aren't really in charge. And 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 when they, and when they called out Trump for it, for it, because I knew Trump was gonna be the face of it, because Trump, uh, like the, the that's why it was it was easy to get, like you know, Trump to be to be embraced, because like. People were were calling him out for like every single fucking thing, right? But then, but then people like myself who are like you know kind of apolitical, are like well under the same president like under different presidencies, 
horrible shit fucking happened. So, like, how are you going to just go at him for it? But I thought maybe it was symbolism that, like, maybe because, like, people are ready to call the system, that the reason why they're going at Trump is by default just going at the fucking system that's doing it. You know what I mean? But, like, now I can see the fucking picture of, like, people people purposely making a big deal of Trump out of everything he fucking did. And then when they got their wish of getting Biden in office, right, the same things were going to fucking go down. But, like, the Democrats aren't fucking saying anything. Like, they won't be as vitriolic. And then a bunch of alt-media people who pretend to be outsiders, who are really, who are really as much establishment... They pretend they're the only ones calling out Biden because they're not part of the establishment, but they are part of the establishment. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying when you have that dishonesty there, it makes me question other fucking things. That's why, you know what I mean? Like, that's why, like, as much as I, 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 I want support for fucking Palestine to be fucking free and, you know, and the occupation and all that kind of shit. I also have, I, I'm not going to just accept, like, Piers Morgan suddenly pretending to give a shit. I'm not going to just accept Wolf Blitzer pretending to now just seemingly give a shit. And if you don't fucking, like, you know, and, and the reason why I'm focusing on, like, like, because, again, people will say you're not focusing on what's happening now. But what's happening now is a lot of people are using the situation to socially climb up for the future so you will embrace them. And what I see a lot of people on the left fucking doing is like they're doing their own version of Tucker Carlson and Jimmy Dore, essentially. Like the same thing that you gave Jimmy Dore shit for. Because Jimmy Dore used an excuse, hey, I'm getting my, uh, my, my, my pro-leftist message on a white supremacist Tucker Carlson's fucking show. You know what I mean? Even though you didn't call out Tucker Carlson, it's like now you're going to be making nice with certain people from the establishment like Piers Morgan and... (coughs) Sorry. So like, you know, like, 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 like Debbie Washerman Schultz, she's a bad faith actor. She knows what she's doing by telling everyone who's not... Like, again, you can support, like, you know... It, like, you know, like, uh, you can support the citizens of Israel. And again, you won't get an argument from me. But, like, I don't have to, like, you know, uh, like, like, but, but like, if, if, if you're showing that you're concerned about the genocide that's going on and getting fucking a lot worse. And, like, and, and not only is it just getting a lot worse, then you fucking see, and then you see how much, like, they're doing to, dep- to deprive them even fucking more. Which is even more, which is like a hundred times even more sick than just fucking killing them the way they're killing them. You know? Like, people who want to call that out are allowed to call that shit out. But they, but they know what they're doing, you know what I mean? And, 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 guy, and guys like Jimmy, like again, guys like Jimmy Dore are not good faith actors. Because whenever they do the whole, like, uh, like, like, for example, like, a lot of apolitical people don't believe, the, like, the official narratives of what has been told to us for at least, like, at least from, like, like the, from, from the time that I have, like, started, like, paying attention a little bit. 
at least the last 20 years, people have, like, you know, questioned, like, you know, what the official narratives are. And, because, like, for example, like, that, that post-left watch account, that, you know what I mean, and sometimes they, the, the, whoever's behind that account sometimes gets it right with, like, their criticism. But then when they're promoting a bad faith actor like Jimmy Dore or Roger Waters, who will say that there's some false flag element to it, it's like if it ends up being proven true, you're basically helping the people, like, you know, because you're, instead of fucking just blindly dismissing the conspiracy theory, call the bad faith actors out. Because, like, to me, it's more about they'll have a couple of things that they might be right about. And when they're right about it, and people are dismissing the conspiracy just blindly, then then all of a sudden, they're going to be, you know, vindicated, and they'll look a hundred times more fucking powerful with it. But the thing is, like, the dead giveaway that some of these people fucking do, like, especially with this situation, like, to me, like, like, in, in a sense, like, the inside, the inside job would be, to me, something like, you know, like, they knew it was going down, just like, because, like, I think elitist people in the world who knew where the world's heading know where it's going, and, like, you know, like, a lot of people probably know that this was going down. But now they're even making a mystery out of that, like, because now they're, they're, apparently there's, like, a, there's media people that were embedded in, like, in, in Gaza before the attack happened. And now the, like, and people from the media have, um, like, CNN and all that kind of shit have had to, like, like, so while they're pretending that they give a shit about Palestinians as well, they're also then saying, oh, no, those are pa um, Palestinian freelancers. So the heat is still going on the Palestinian freelancers. But the thing is, is, like, I think, like, people who are in different factions, who behind the fucking scenes, who can organize, like, like a lot of people know, which, like, since the 2020s have begun, it feels like we've been, like, it's an excuse, like, while, like, a, a real fucking, you know, uh, a real disease is going around, I feel it's also, like, a testing ground for for the future, basically. And what you saw in 2020 with the Black Lives Matter riots, you know, the insurrection, you know what I mean? Like, people fucking, you know, losing their mind over COVID and all that kind of stuff. People losing their life. This, this stuff, the stuff with, like, you know, uh, you know uh, in, in Gaza going on right now. It just, it feels like this has been in the works. You know, and we have to pretend like, you know, it wasn't. And I'm not saying that, and I'm, and I'm not talking about just the, because people are only making it seem like the false flag is just the, the attack. But like, it's like the, even the, even the, even the ignore, even the, even of what's going on, like, 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 like the whole entire thing, like whatever is going to happen, whatever innocent Palestinian and innocent Israelis like, they're all going to be the victims of fucking some fundamentalist shit that's been in the works. That's what fucking kills your soul a lot more. You know? So the thing is, a, so, but, but, but Jimmy Dore, guys like Jimmy Dore give it away because they'll say it's a false flag. Like, they'll say it's a false flag, but then they'll fucking start doing pro-Hamas shit, basically say Hamas has a right to resist. Like, how does that make any fucking sense? 
because, I, because I'm in agreement with you, Hamas wouldn't exist if Israel fucking didn't allow it to exist for that fucking purpose. So to me, like that, like in general, even before this attack, it was like, you know, everything with, 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 with uh, Hamas, you know, has been kind of fucking, you know, uh, an inside fucking job because, you know, because Israel controls that shit. You know, I don't know. I'm just blabbering. And then, and, and then you, because like, you know, and, and then you have guys like, you know, uh, like Jackson Hinkle, like, like, you know, looking like, you know, Michael fucking Scott, who are, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. He's coming off like Michael Scott with like his shitty fucking impressions. You know what I mean? And he and he's like one of the main guys. It's like he he's like, oh, I'm pro Palestine, I'm pro Palestine, and then all of a sudden he's pro fucking North Korea. He's pro um, pro Russia. You know, he he's just another bad faith fucking actor that you know. He's like he's like like one of the more obvious ones, but I think there's other people who say they're fucking left. That have uplifted guys like that who are gonna be like you know on that side even if right now they're coming off more valid like you know they're coming off more valid by you know giving criticism to like you know like nothing being done about this and all that kind of stuff but I do feel like you know other people who downplay what you know other dictators fucking do then and and, and ten years ago like I would kind of be in the same reactionary boat where like. Because like I because like I I felt I woke up to what the U.S. has done to so many other fucking countries and how they have lied and all that kind of shit. I thought I woke up to like you know other like for example like I, I just because I think other governments are doing fucking bullshit and are fucking being dictators as well, that doesn't mean I have to fucking you know um, get on board with like you know a lot of right wingers who you know have a war hawk framing. Cause like they're itching for like you know any fucking war, and the and the ironic thing is like the government they say they fucking hate is like, like they're probably all tied together anyways. Where it's just gonna be the innocent civilians that are the ones that get fucked over. So anyone that's approaching like oh we gotta stop TikTok like again, cause I watched the Republican debates. I actually watched it over AEW, actually. You know what I mean? I was more... I, I The thing is, I wanted to see how depraved... I, I, I knew it was going to get depraved. Like, I wanted to see if they would even acknowledge any Palestinian life. And, like, even when, like, that question was kind of asked about the Muslims that are afraid of what's going to happen to them, like, Chris Christie basically kind of, like... Because, again, he, he did... I, again, I, I can't keep up with all these guys' as fucking, you know, evil resumes... But apparently he like you know run a he ran a muck you know in New Jersey when you know the Bush era was around. I can't keep up with what he did, but like he was like talking about how like, oh no no he's cool with some Muslims and all that. But then he kept ta- he kept targeting about how like during nine eleven there was a lot of synagogues that were being targeted and all that kind of stuff. But like see they didn't really address it. it was, like you would think that you if you watched the debates, and you didn't know anything that was going on in the world, you would think that uh, solely. Uh, it started on October 7th with Hamas. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry.
try to take a fucking sneeze. I hate how fucking rapid those sneezes fucking go, man. And like, every time you sneeze, every time you sneeze now, you're fucking nervous about COVID and shit. You're like, holy shit, because again, like it sounds like a big fucking sneeze. Like if I, you know, like like I can break the fucking, you know, world. I don't, you know, I, by the way, I don't know if any uh, anyone in the chat who's here or whatever, but I mean, people who are listening to the podcast might know whatever. Like, obviously, can I play the guy's music, but the rapper B.O.B., cause I, I was going, to, again, sometimes I catch him on my Instagram, and for some reason, B.O.B. is one of the rappers that I follow. I, I follow mostly, like, IG, like, you know, WWE chicks and I, IG models and all that type of stuff, right? And then there's some, like, rappers and wrestlers who are, you know, comedians that I fucking, you know, that I like, that I'll follow, you know what I mean, if they have something interesting to say. Whatever. B.O.B. is one of those guys that, you know, I I don't agree with everything that he said. Like, I'm not a flat earther. But there's some stuff that he does fucking say about the industry that I think is true. That should be, you know. But anyways, with the call, I was like, chat, he was doing Instagram Live, and I was, I was just chatting in it. And normally when there's, like, a celebrity, like, they never notice. And, you know what I mean? You're just, like, you're going on deaf ears. And I'm trying to, like, relate to him. Like, hey, man, with the call, I, I, I know you're talking about the industry. I've been through it kind of in a way, in my own little way. And because of my Instagram, my name is Dusty Loads to pl- to play off of the wrestler Dusty Rhodes, but because it's Dusty Loads, well, you know what I mean, which is a pretty funny fucking name, right? Bob saw that, and he started fucking going. He started going buck. I I wish I had fucking uh, on Instagram. You can't fucking rewind back, whatever. But like, it caught me off guard that I wanted to record it at least. You know what I mean? He 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 was losing. He was losing his mind. Like, and, and and then there was people in the back. He was on he was on the camera alone, but there was people in the background. And when he started mentioning Dusty Loads, uh, there's a bunch of people in the background that started laughing too, or whatever. So I thought like him acknowledging my name. I go okay. I I already got a good in now. I already made him laugh. So maybe he'll like see that requesting to come up on his live. Maybe he'll let me on, but. He was just kind of talking about what his his mission statement about wanting to teach a class or something like that. So I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. But, you know, listen, but back to the, you know, again, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm concerned about, like, the rising hatred that's fucking going on right now, you know? Like, there was, like, two Jewish schools in Montreal that were shot at and shit. And I'm sure they're going to blame it on anyone that's pro-Palestinian in any regard because, like, they they aren't even muddying the waters they 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 want to fucking basically put you in that fucking category of like if you even have sympathy for Palestine, you're automatically pro fucking Hamas. That's what that's why I say you shouldn't like you know like, be careful of any super public figure, that's like 
pretending to take a fucking stance on it because, like, you know, show business is a, fun, show business is a fundamentalist fucking world. And, like, they're, like, the, like you know, like, you know, like they, they have more power than you realize. That, like, some of these people could be luring you in to, like, another, like, the, the same, like, the same, the same coin but different side. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't know. That's just how I fucking see it, at least. You know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, like... Like, like the IDF account, like, like for example, like they'll post it. Like the IDF account will say that hey, they're letting humanitarian aid in, and then they're clearly lying about it, and then they get dunked on it, and then they and then they delete it. But like even like just doing all of that, they're putting so much more attention on them, rather than focusing on like the like like the the, the bombing that's going on. See, so, so like these bad faith actors still happen to like manipulate and make the situation. Solely about them, so you're like more angry about this kind of like, o- like obvious stuff that they were trying to get you angry about, because like already you you have a lot of emotions hearing the news, that like there's a genocide fucking going on, and it doesn't even seem like they fucking give a shit about the, you know what I mean? Like the the, the families of the hostages are even mad at the Israeli government. So I guess they're anti-Semitic too. I guess then. You know, anyone calling in? Uh, I thought I saw a notification for someone calling in. I don't know. Like I, like I saw, like you know, there's one. I guess uh, there's one guy who was in Egypt from you know. I think he's like a he's a Canadian, but he was in Gaza, and he you know. I forget how because again sometimes they 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 had it like you know um. They had it put there like in a in a in a in a, in a weird like 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 they Canadians leaving Gaza for Egypt like you know what I mean so like you, but the, but but this guy was in fucking like tears and it broke my fucking heart. Cause this guy has no place. They they have no place to fucking go. They're being looked at as the fucking villains. Like not only is your fucking homeland being fucking bomb but being bombed, for fundamentalist fucking reasons. Not only are you fucking losing your fucking, you know, your, 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 not only are you losing your family members, but, like, you get on the fucking news and there's people that don't even believe that, like, your struggle and the oppression you're going through, like, they're acting like it doesn't mean shit. That's, like, what fucking fucks with your head. They're gonna keep fucking justifying that shit. And 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 here's here's another thing. Like you know how I think that um. You know how I think that like some of these uh. Some of these people um like you know like how like the they have Arkham Asylum weirdos. You know, like, uh, like to go and do shootings and all that kind of shit, in my personal opinion. See, what they call, whenever, like, it's a white shooter, the mainstream media will talk about white supremacy. They'll believe the manifesto is like, like, you know, they, they make it look like there's an attempt to make, to be, to be, to, for it to be framing. And the reason why I agree with that, and it's not me downplaying white supremacy. To me, it's white supremacy on a bigger fucking level because. 
This is how these mass shootings are produced by it. In my personal opinion. Since they have everyone in fear about like them taking away your guns and all that kind of shit. So people think that these shootings are designed for them to take away. But these shootings like have been like, you know... Like, I, I don't think the shootings have always gone on. They go on every single minute of the fucking day. But I'm talking about the propped up ones, right? Like, there's been stories more so in the last 10, 10, 15 years of, like, propped up fucking, you know, mass shootings going on, whatever. And so, what's it called? Like, whenever those happen, and they have that, and the, the fucking, you know, alt-right, you know, have that fucking, you know, propaganda of taking away your guns... It makes people go buy more fucking guns. And it's not like, you know what I mean? People are, are still going to go with it. But when they do these mass shootings, it's like, so the mainstream media will fucking, you know, uh, go over the top about white supremacy in limited ways. Then when it's like someone who's like, you know, a minority, and then the propped up accounts who are the establishment online will go, oh, look, the mainstream media's not going to mention this one, even though, like, mainstream media stories have, me- like, mentioned the shooting, but they'll mention it, like, without mentioning the race or something like that, but, like, the people who are online who are part of the establishment will do the fucking right-wing bidding by hammering home the fucking, you know, that, you know, there's a double standard, blah, blah, e- 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 even though there isn't really a double standard, they make it look like there's a double standard, but, like, because I believe billionaires fucking fund the chaos... They even fund whenever, like, you know, an, uh, you know, a mentally ill person or someone from a marginalized, who seems like they're from a marginalized community because of their aesthetic, they could also be funding that. So on a bigger level, it's, yeah, it's, it is like white supremacist fundamentalism that's, in my personal opinion, funding these things. But, like, you know what I mean? But, but, but because people buy into conspiracies and people see, like, you know, patsy playbooks going on, People don't buy into these manifestos, right? Some people don't. Like, what, what I mean is the manifesto is dangerous because the people who wrote, the people who wrote it are the, are the ones that are, gang, are trying to put that message out there. But it has to make it seem like it's specifically to that one fucking person. You know what I mean? And, and then people have to believe... And, and then people believe, like, the... Like, even though it could be propped up by people. Like, and, this is not, and again, it's not me downplaying the nature of what's in the content, like the content of, like, the fucking manifesto, because the content is, like, what, like, the the main, the main people that are in charge, like, they're the ones that are, like, that are, like, putting that kind of message out so copycat people can follow that message, essentially. You know what I mean? But then they have to position it, like, oh, look, they didn't want to mention the fucking, you know, uh, I don't know. But the shoot, but there was a shooter. There was someone there with the, with the AR fifteen who was black, at the you know at the Capitol that got arrested. But then you know, so the right wing was going nuts about that, and they're assuming that the guy is a left wing guy, and we don't know that. But then at the same time, these right wing accounts are fucking cheering on some fucking lawyer. They, they, uh, again in in Panama there was like a shoot, um um this lawyer that the the the, the gimmick. The gimmick of why he shot them was that they were hold um they were um blocking people from driving, but they were but people say they're climate activists, but people say that they were um protesting BlackRock, and apparently again I don't know this for sure, but apparently this lawyer who's a seventy seven year old lawyer, apparently he works for works for them or something like that. 
But I, I mean, I mean, this guy was obviously sent to go fucking, you know, m- make a message, and and because people are shitting on protesters in general, they've trained you to believe that since the, like you know, the Black Lives Matter protest, any protest that like oppose like that that opposes right wing shit or, you know, conservative fucking shit, whatever. They will fucking you know now make an example and they'll become heroes out of it. So it's like, it's like you know what I mean. So like and so, so like those guys like Ian Ian Miles Chong whatever his name is, they're like uplifting this fucking you know shooter basically. You know. I think uh, Roger Waters. Uh, Roger Waters was like a, a um. He's bringing up nine again. See, I'm telling you because a lot of people believe the nine eleven thing. They don't believe the official narrative. If you're gonna shit on Roger Waters, you can shit on him for other reasons. But like, if like you know, that one ends up getting proven right, guess what? A lot of right wingers are gonna pretend like all their conspiracy that they put out there are a hundred fucking percent. But you know. And 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 people like the post left watch account, you know, kind of help people get lured into that way, because they don't want to believe any conspiracy at all whatsoever for some odd reason. You know, I don't know. But, I mean, listen, don't believe guys like Jimmy Dore who say, oh, I, I feel like... Because, again, there's many people right now who like, who are, like, just regular people that don't know, like, because they're getting confused with, like, people who pose as left or liberal. So it basically makes it seem like the left or liberal side is getting out of control, whatever. So you start fucking feeling, like, hopeless about what you should follow, basically, and all that. But guys like Jimmy Dore are not politically homeless. He's been politically right for a long time pretending to be a left. He had like an actual left message like when he was on on the TYT for a bit and then he left and he kind of had that going for a bit. And then, you know, know, closer to when COVID was happening, he started fucking shifting more to like, you know, the fundamentalist alt-right side. While pretending, you know, and, and, and they know that's a bad fucking side because they pretend like, um, they pretend like, uh, like, that's why they have to keep pretending they're fucking left, actually. So it makes it seem like they're, you know, I don't know who's giving me the hearts, but I appreciate it. Give me some fucking diamonds while you're at it. There's like 22 people in here and I got like 40,000, 50,000 50, fucking hearts now. Wow. You know? <laughs> this is making me fucking laugh. You know, you just like, the, the, the numbers are going up crazy, you know what I mean? It's just nuts. <laughs> I'm just wondering who the hell I'm wondering which person is just spamming their phone like it, like it has to be one person or there has to be a man <laughs> this is hilarious you know I don't know what's going on but yeah, just, just don't just don't buy into that shit you know what I mean and and, and, and don't and don't buy into people who are you know pretending like uh 
like for example when like if you like, if you're someone from like the LGBTQ community and like you legit feel bad for what Palestinians are going through you also feel so- sorry for what like you know innocent Israeli and Jewish people are going through right you feel sorry you know what I mean like and you feel bad and then and then you're going to have like if, if you're from the LGBTQ LGBTQ community you're going to have people who are who have already the the thing is that this would have been more convincing 15 20 years ago but some of these accounts who have already showed their fucking hand and how anti LGBTQ they are and how anti trans they are in general like they're fucking whole like shaming you oh you'd get thrown off a fucking building i don't know there's a pastor there's a pastor in texas that's like i mean i've seen like a lot of these pastor fucking videos who are like evangelicals who are like doing WWE style promos, wanting to fucking shoot um, gay people in the head and shit, like how, like you know what I mean? Like you, what they call the the anti LGBTQ level of stuff that the fundamentalists in some of these uh, Muslim uh, countries, um, you know, have have in practice, like that's fucking making like the fundamentalists in the U.S. fucking jerk off basically because they want that fundamentalism. That's why they've always implemented that shit um, in, 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 in these countries. They wanted... I, it's like WWE testing it out in different promotions before they start using it in their promotion. That's what, you know... That's what they want to do, whatever, with that whole shit. You know... This is how I fucking see it, at least. You know, I don't know. Give me one second. It's just, I don't know, man, it's just, everything is just fucking depressing. And again, I I know I, I I I'm not covering the most up. Listen, people, the people who do podcasting, do content, that are trying to be positive in the in a world full of fucking shit. I understand that, but because like it's in my head, and it's constantly rumbling through, and I used to be naive, and I used to like you know kind of push important issues that are in the news away, because I just wanted to be entertained, you know. And it, I I I didn't think that I understood politics enough for me to fucking you know give a shit, you know. But like, but but now it's like I don't want to go back to the regressive nature of like the late nineties and early two thousand. I'll just say that everything was bad back then, because every era has like horrible shit, obviously. But I feel like there's people people who are lusting for the regressive fucking attitudes, and they're being convinced. Like when they tell you that oh you can't even do this in entertainment anymore, but a lot of the shit that's online is propped up entertainment, so you obviously can do the stuff that you could do 20 years ago. You're doing it on the internet where the internet establishment is now, you know, basically, you know. This is how I, that's how I fucking look at it. But I don't know, man, we'll see, you know. Apparently, Joe Manchin fucking uh, retired. 
But it's 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 again, it's like professional wrestling. Whenever like somebody like Shawn Michaels says he's gonna like retire, he's gonna be you know um, he's gonna be um. Like he's still gonna be a sports entertainer. He's gonna be around. People think that he's uh, you know uh, trying to go for uh, a presidential run, basically. And 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 because uh, you know on the surface Biden is not being booked to be you know satisfactory to the voters by what's on the fucking surface. You know what I mean? People are probably you know, he'll probably say one good thing about you know the he'll probably say a ceasefire, and people will be like, oh look, Joe, Joe Manchin is better than Joe Biden. It's like it's like it's kind of by design to like kind of manufacture it, but people just just look at what's on the fucking surface and don't see that this world is like a lot more you know uh a lot more organized in that regard you know ted Cruz, like again these guys like 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 all these all these guys that are gonna be running for president it's like they're not gonna fucking you know do it do anything. Like, you know, like, so, like, 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 Ted Cruz like, has no chance of fucking getting in, right? Like, you know what I mean? Especially when everybody already has the impression that Donald Trump dog-walked him. You know what I mean? He became such a cuck for Donald Trump, basically. That's, like, his whole gimmick. Like, his comic, re- comedy, comedy relief. Because they always gotta make every evil politician comedy relief so that you can lessen the fucking, you know, the threat, I guess. Um... But what's it called? Like you know, like it just these people are gonna be around, and then and they know they're not gonna win, so they're just gonna get promoted. But like they're, 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 they're promoting the discourse, so you're constantly seeing them, even though they're not gonna be. You know. Oh look, we got we we got a mermaid in the house. There's this other streamer here named Mermaid uh, Queen. Um. She, uh, uh, she, she's cool. I, I'm doing a, po- I'm recording, I'm recording my podcast. This is how I do it. In my shitty little setup. No, but she's, uh, you know, she's a co- another cool streamer on here. And I talked to her a couple of times, whatever, you know what I mean? But she's like the mermaid, basically, from here. She's, you know, she's a cool converse, you know, conversationalist. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so... So, like, all these people are going to probably just be around. Like, they're not going to, you know, you know what I mean? It's just going to dominate with more sports entertainment. Like, it's not going to matter, but, like, you know, like, if you, like, for example, Trump is going to have, like, this is how people are probably going to convince you that Donald Trump is going to be the next savior again. Because the people who are supposed to be left have been doing a good job making it seem like Tucker Carlson has been, like, this anti-establishment guy. And because I've watched too much wrestling... And I know the anti-establishment guy is always still an establishment guy. They can just take advantage of what's being put in the system, like, like, like you know. So Tucker Carl- people because people on the left, people on the supposed left, have said Tucker Carlson has more of an anti-war message. So I, I, I guarantee you they'll start rehabbing. There'll be people on the left that will start rehabbing, uh, you know, Donald Trump soon enough, basically. You know. You know, if 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 the like if it's wrestling, the world like the the establishment is run by Vince McMahon. He books whatever you he wants you to see. You know what I mean? What's up, UCLA? Holy shit! There's a lot a, a, a lot of like heavy hitters coming in here today, man. Very cool. I appreciate all of you. I don't even know if you guys are enjoying this or not. Whatever you know. 
but you know, listen, I, I I watched the I watched the debates, and again, it was a waste of fucking time because it just it just made you it just made me more fucking angry. You know. That's no, that's cool. That's cool. I just I I always get because because like, you know mer- mermaid like <laughs> I feel, I feel stupid calling someone mermaid. Hey mermaid. No, um, because like people do come in here. Sometimes people are not talking, so I never know. I, I mean, and I appreciate people just coming in here, but I never know if what I'm saying is resonating with people. So you know what I mean. I, I've been blabbing for like the last hour and uh, hour and twenty four. You know. Yeah. Um, you know. What's up, UCLA? UCLA is an OG. He's a beyond. He's a beyond. When, when I streamed on, streamed on Periscope, he used to be there. He'd be one of the few people who didn't troll me, unless he did troll me, and he hit it. But like, he was pretending, to, you know. And I'm just joking. No, but he he's like been one of my you know one of my more consistent followers, who at least you know at least admits that he's a fan of mine. A lot of people, ever since I got kicked off the Stern show, people can't admit they know me and all that type of shit, you know. And I, 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 I gotta do, I, I gotta do, you know, callbacks when I do this podcast, bro. So, yeah, I, so, again, I'm not gonna go over everything. Like, I'm not gonna, again, I, I'm by my laptop, so that's why I'm not playing clips of stuff. Otherwise, I would've. But I'll, I'll cover the debates, and then I'll fucking, you know, do the rest later on, whatever, but, um... Yeah, what's it called? Like, you know, the, like, for example, like, DeSantis was anti-Palestine. He was showing, he was showing off what he could do to, you know, um, to help Israel or what he did to help Israel. I don't know if it's true. And then Vivek was using this, like, America first type of deal. Like, oh, like, f- forget about what's going on over there. We need to do the same stuff in, at the Mexican border. So they're, they're talk, like, they're actively calling for executing drug dealers and wanting war with Mexico. It's like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and people are losing their minds about, listen, I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't, like, I'm not saying you shouldn't have gotten mad about, uh, like, I'm not saying you shouldn't be pissed off that the Canadian parliament applauded a Nazi. But, like, literally, I just saw fucking five fucking white supremacist fundamentalist type people um, I, I know there's going to be someone going, well, Vivek is a brown guy. How is he a white supremacist? Well, listen, the ideology of a white supremacist, okay? I saw a bunch of people applaud these white supremacist ideas, wanting to go after college students for protesting. You know what I mean? Wanting war with Mexico. And then all people can fucking focus on is a sports entertainment of, oh, did you hear Vivek? He fucking called Nikki Haley Dick Cheney with three inch, um, three inch heels. Like, who gives a shit? They don't really hate each other. Everyone wants to, like, and, and the more you convince people that Vivek and Nikki Haley actually fucking hate each other, like, this is why people don't, are not going to take fucking uh, these threats fucking seriously, you know. But that's what the uh, but that's what the anti-establishment alt media loves to fucking present to you. Like I would expect this from the mainstream media, but when the anti-establishment alt media are also propping up sports entertainment, because you know, it, because it's not scary enough that we're moving into fucking fascism. What's it called? We have to have uh, you know sports entertainment to get us there. We gotta have some WWE style shit. You know. Tim Tim Scott's like ready to go to war with Iran. Like you know what I mean? Like again, I'm not saying that there. The, like I personally think that there's already something going on, 
where it, it will it will be the it will be the governments of Iran, Russia, what they called North Korea, whatever, and all that kind of stuff that are gonna be involved. You know, like like this has already been in the works, but like these guys have a framing of it where they want all of Iran, like they want all the citizens wiped out, basically. You should be concerned, not because country versus country aesthetic. You know what I mean? Like, try not to follow for the country versus country aesthetic, because now it's more about different fundamentalists and different, you know... And, and, and then people who are, you know, in the alt-media will go, well, I call out the fundamentalism in the U.S. Okay, that's good. I'm not, I, I applaud that. But then for some reason, you automatically now have to defend the other government. And I, I get it. If you're going from the angle of, oh, I don't want another war to happen, I don't want another war to happen either. But there's people that are insiders that know that the war is inevitable and they'll hide behind that to then justify why, you know, other governments can do awful and horrible fucking things. You know. You know, I don't know. You know, and and then and then th- th- this Vivek guy, because the th- th- reason why he's being promoted a lot, he's gonna be one of the main characters that's gonna be sticking around, and like you know what I mean, like even if he doesn't become, uh, like the, the 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 presidential candidate, he's probably like they say Tucker Carlson is. I wouldn't be surprised if this Vivek guy is gonna be the VP, but he'll definitely have some position in whatever you know wherever the fucking right wing government goes. Basically, in my personal opinion. But again, he's equating, you know, wokeism that's helping doing this fun, uh, doing this anti-Semitism, which is like to that anti, like, like the, like there is legit anti-Semitism going on, right? I and 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 you, we can all fucking admit that. But what they're defining as anti-Semitism is like it's so fucking dangerous, to basically make it seem like if you have any solidarity. Or you don't want fucking Palestinians to be turned into hamburger meat, that all of a sudden that means you're anti-Semitic, and they've been using that. And and by the way, attitudes like that when like when when it used to be more dominating, of like if you had something to say, if you did a pro-Palestine thing, they would try to push you like for example on the Howard Stern show, when like you'd get people like you know like the um uh, that um. That Larry dude, who, I don't know what his name, I forget what his, full, what his gimmick name was, to, to come and argue and say the ignorant shit to me. Like, they're trying to push me because, like, they're trying to, like, whenever you're pro-Israel, you gotta do it in a, like, you gotta do it in a way where you're fucking, like, just completely dismissing the pro-Palestine fucking sentiment. And you're basically trying to push people into... Like, like then becoming because they they're becoming reactionary towards you and generalizing you. You start going well. Then if they're gonna generalize me, I might as well generalize them. But that's also a fucking you know a hor a horrible way to get there because then you start ending up fucking not caring about because because for a while I've been so fucking you know hated on for defending Palestine that what the call it gave me the impression that all of Israel doesn't give two shits. And, like, that's a stupid fucking, you know, mentality to have because, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't blame everyone in the U.S. for the fundamentalism that runs that fucking country, right? You know, no, no, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you support, like, the good people that want to fucking just live their fucking lives and shit and not be, you know, bothered with bullshit. But, like, you know, I don't know. These, and, and these guys don't call it the anti-Semitism in their own party. 
That's, that's another reason why I don't, I'm, not, I'm not buying your fucking takes of like, oh, I gotta call out anti-Semitism. I gotta call out anti-Semitism. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it was all fucking gimmick, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. Um, and then I, I couldn't tell who was anti-what. Like, Vivek used it to be anti-Ukraine. And then I don't know who Nikki Haley was talking about. What, I she's talking about what people what about Palestinian in the map. But then she's, be, she, she on the surface, she's pro-Ukraine. I, I, I couldn't keep up with that because it's, it's, it's all fucking, it's all being booked by Vince Russo, apparently. And then, of course, the, the anti-China portion where they're, like, they're, because, like, young people are not fucking, because, again, Nikki Haley is pretending, like, oh, um, what's it called, like, I respect your opinion if you are pro-choice, but you should respect my opinion of being pro-life, and, you know, you should, like, you know, reconsider, you know, um, what side you're on and all that kind of stuff. When people just, it's like they're act, they're in defeat right now because they had fucking elections and the 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 the, uh, the, the uh, abortion issue was a really really important issue that's not popular with a lot of the fucking. It, it actually kind of um, um I'm actually kind of relieved in that regard that like I thought we we're so far gone that even the, even like a good portion of the people would be would just go along with the anti-abortion shit whatever like the anti uh pro-choice side whatever but like but but like i pointed out before that whenever like the people spit on the fucking fundamentalists uh um vision of what they want it's like they won't take loss well so now that so now that the people have spoken that they don't fucking you know they don't want this anti-abortion shit going on like like to me it's like now the next level is th them gonna be fucking forcing it because now they, they show that they lost. And you think, hey, look, they lost fair and square or whatever. But they're going to, you know. No, but see, UCLA just said right here, if Republicans keep talking about abortion, they're going to lose 2024. Yeah, no, you're 100% right about that. But, 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 my, but my thing is, since these elections now have become like... Like, for example, when, when wrestling used to do clean finishes. Like, this guy won, that's it, whatever, right? So like, someone would get mad, they would talk shit, whatever, that would be it. But now, but then when wrestling started moving in to, like, f like, you know, fall, like, you know, fucked up finishes and dirty finishes and the result being contested and all that kind of stuff, we're in that fucking era. So even if you're going to go out and vote, and again, I'm not saying you shouldn't go out to vote. Go vote for whoever you want to fucking vote for. If you don't want to vote, you don't have to vote. But if you want to go vote, go vote. I'm not discouraging. I'm not encouraging it. Whatever and all that kind of shit. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that even if you go out and vote, what they're called is probably going to be a storyline where like, oh look, we lost some of these fucking votes. These votes weren't counted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the precedent that's been set since the last election, and they've been kind of going that way. Like, um, you know, like I'm actually surprised that like in two thousand, like you know, like the Obama, like the Obama and the Obama elections, I'm surprised those ones went clean and not contest, like not like arguing that oh I almost won because during that time people would always be bringing up how George Bush, like that when people edu when people educated me on the issue of George Bush, uh, stealing the election in two thousand, 
I thought that we're on, we're on board that this could actually fucking happen. But now I feel like it's been, you know, talked about because they were going to use this for the fucking future. And now, like, if the last election was fucking bad, then the next... Like, I guarantee you, if you watch the show Succession, in an episode of Election Day, where, like, a lot of chaos is fucking happening, I guarantee you that type of chaos is what's going to happen by the time the next election fucking happens. Or maybe any election in Canada other places but since a lot but to me it's like the precedent has been set that there's going to be discourse around the fucking you know it's not, the, the elections after this are not going to be like just like you know all willy-nilly just an in in election for the sake of an election basically it's going to be contested there's going to be controversy there's you know what i mean so it's so, so it's like people in power know this is going to happen most likely in my personal opinion and you're going to make people go out and, you know, wait, like, you know, basically, you know, give up their time to go and vote because they're being chastised. This is the most important election. And you know what I mean? And again, people should go and vote if, you know, if they want to. You know what I mean? Don't let anyone stop you, you know. I'm not going to vote shame you, but realize that, like, you know, like the, the Biden stuff is by design. That, like, you know, he's, again, because he's... Presidents are fucking pretty much useless and shit. Like, on the surface. You know. You don't know what what, what they're actually doing behind the fucking scenes. You know. And then, you know, and, and then DeSantis does a, you know, DeSantis does a, you know, right-wing framing. Of, like, you know, fentanyl and all that. This is not me, me uh, uh, you know, uh, advocating for fentanyl and all that. I'm sure it's dangerous and shit. But I think they're lying about how it's getting over there, or people who are who are who are who are saying they're opposed to it, have probably have a hand in how it gets here or something like that. And to me, it's like you know, but like anyone who they deem a drug dealer, like they they use they use that right wing framing, that you know, oh, these people are killing people, but they're basically advocating for like public execution essentially. What. UCLA says here, wouldn't be surprised if Trump picks Linda. Linda McMahon? I mean, listen, by now he probably picked Vince McMahon at this point. I personally think he's going to go with Vivek. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Vivek is going to be... Like, you know, all these guys that are being advertised are going to have some type of fucking, you know, play in the... You know, you, you know what's funny about that UCLA? That, like, every... Because they have to always make WWE seem like it's not important at all. But I think WWE, like, Vince McMahon has so much power. Guys like him and Howard Stern can make it seem like they don't matter. You know what I mean? Even though guys like them should be covered all the time for, like, their evil shit they're doing. But, like, you know... But, but like, you know, like Linda McMahon was never really... Like, like, none of the alt-media even. Like, I can't, the mainstream media, I understand, they, they wouldn't fucking, you know, try to go at anyone, like, really powerful, like, in a hardcore way. But, like, not even the alt-media were gonna go at, like, the McMahon family at all. Or, or analyze, analyze, analyze the wrestling business and how horrible shit has been in that, in that industry when Linda McMahon was a part of it, you know. 
I don't know. It is what it is, man. You know, I don't know. Everything is just fucking... Everything just sucks on here now. You know, I don't know. Deed... Deed Daniele. Who's this? There's actually more chicks than I anticipated coming into this fucking, you know, into this podcast. So Vince Souls 84. I'm glad you're here, guys, talking about this earlier. Because I, I, I don't know anything about the business aspect officially, right? I always know that whenever, like, there's being planted seeds of Vince McMahon selling stocks... With the way that he's in trouble, and he's always in the news now for getting in trouble, I look at, like, they want you to know about the selling of the stocks because something is going to be bought. Like, like for example, it, it, like, if suddenly a new organization just pops up to be, like, a new company, then, like, you, you, you can assume under the table, Vince McMahon's probably putting money. That's what these guys do, you know what I mean? Under the table. You make it seem like... They, like, that's another reason why I hate the the... Per, like the perception of a billionaire it's like oh they're evil and all that but all they do is just take the money and hoard it that's all they do but it's like there has to be some type of advance the reason why they have so much of it because they have technological advancements or they flip the money by putting it on the street like you know what i mean like tony soprano level shit like for like for example jonathan coachman for example just, like, he's doing interviews about how he won't go back to WWE. And he's giving, like, you know, some, like, negative aspects about working there. Like, his checks bouncing and all that kind of shit when he worked for XFL in 2020 and all that kind of shit. Um, right? But to me, like, like even though those, those are true things that probably happened. Whenever somebody leaves WWE... Like, if I look at the... If I look at it, like, like if I look at different institutions and different in- industries as mafia institutions, right... So to me, Vince McMahon's like Tony Soprano, and people who leave, like quote-unquote leave his company, they're still connected to his company. But like whatever they do outside the company, they kick up to Vince McMahon a little bit. You know what I mean? Because a bunch of people surprisingly left WWE like recently, and they've all become worse and promoted propped-up fucking right-wing figures. Like that guy Gunther, no, no, not Gunther, sorry, Gunner, who in, in, in Impact, who was Jackson Riker in WWE, who already had the Facebook post about how black people should be uh, thankful for the life that they have now, and and you know and all the, basically you know very and he's very far right. I used to think before I knew his like you know his like you know his. Uh, like his political beliefs, I didn't want to just believe that somebody that believes in God was like, you know, automatically fucking like, you know, like not a good fucking person because there are good people that do believe in religion. Like, you know what I mean? Even if I don't believe 100% the religion and all that kind of stuff. But like he ended up being like, you know, another one of those guys that you're like, okay, I guess he's one of those Christians, I guess. But like now he's a fucking sheriff 
And you know what I mean with 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 his again and and every day I'm like, am I gonna wake up and realize that you know? But to me, it's like WWE has that fucking ties to the right wing fucking politician shit. You know, give me one second. Look at listen to this right here. Speaking of 98 pounds, I hear Jenny Sack getting a 95 pound mold taking off a rat. <laughs> 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 so now you have random Sopranos episodes playing in the background sometimes, you know what I mean? When... I, I I should do 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 do, do you know what's, I, they had two podcasts, I guess they did they did one and they stopped it and now they got another podcast. I should listen to that, but you, okay okay I I got that. What's it called? Did did you know that there was supposed to be, like this is during the show when when the show was airing Sopranos, there was supposed to be, uh, a spinoff, um. Like, like, while the show was airing, with a, well, I think, like, you know, on the breaks of it, whatever. I don't know if they're going to do it, but, but like, it, it got nixed, but it was supposed to be, like, a sitcom style with Bobby, with Bobby and Janice, essentially. They should have just done that for, like, a, if, if Sopranos was on during the 2000s to the 2010s, like, that spinoff probably would have been, like, a YouTube series or something like that that they would do on the HBO channels, but... I I really do that. I really do hope they do have like an aftermath, of of Sopranos basically. Like you know, with like, like the since like I realize the show is about Trump. Because like I used to think there's no point of doing it because all the main characters and some people have died now. Whatever. Am I still on? Am I still on? Right, so I I should think I should think that what's it called? Um, no, yeah, so, so yeah, so but 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 now that what's it called? I realize the show is about trauma, and how it's been passed down from generation to generation. I think there's actually more of a compelling argument to see how, like how Bobby Junior is doing, how Vito Vito Junior is doing, how what's it called? Uh, uh, Christopher's daughter, how how her upbringing went. And I also think that, like, in the midst of it, like, for example, like, my idea to bring back a Sopranos follow-up would be that HBO promotes, HBO promotes a documentaries coming out. And everybody online starts thinking that, oh, it's going to be a documentary just about the Sopranos show. But it'll actually be a doc, like, you know how, like, in real life they do Tiger King and they do, like, docu-series about mafia families and all that kind of stuff? It, it will be a new era where the mafia has gone into making documentaries and exploitation and all that kind of stuff, where like like for example, like you 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 could see like for example, like there'll be many people from the Sopranos universe, like for example, like you know that that um murmur that murmur guy in the last season, like someone like him would go on DJ Vlad basically and kind of tell stories like that kind of shit. So that you can do like a, a documentary where you introduce new characters and some of the old characters that are still around. Some guy named uh, Ferrari Main is saying, uh, "Do you have a horse adult toy?" No, I don't. I don't have adult toys, bro. I 
I mean, who cares? It's not a control, but yeah. So, so, so that'd be my that'd be my, that'd be my idea of how to introduce new characters, and then you can see how they've dealt with the fallout of being. Because again, in, in the show Sopranos, they are all like celebrity. They are like some of them are celebrities because they're always in the news and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? You can bring back that guy. You, you, you know, Matt. That who's that guy who he did Mad Men? Matthew Weiner. You he he played he played the author that would be seen on television. You could bring him back as a voice and all that kind of shit. Plus, like like plus, if like the FBI starts being interviewed about like their role in in the whole Sopranos thing, they'll probably be able to like, um, you know, uh, have recordings of different snitches that had recordings, or whatever. So the audience that wasn't like the audience that would like you know in their world would now hear some of the, you know, the clips and all that kind of shit. Um, also, also um, what the cold, and I, I feel like in, in the new world, Christopher's, uh, Christopher's movie, Cleaver, would get a fucking second life, and there would be a franchise based off of it, because there would be so much folklore about the guys behind Cleaver, because J.T. Nolan and what happened to Christopher and J.T. Nolan, whatever. So you know what I mean. Like, like, like so then you like in our world, if some if someone if something like that happened to the, the makers of of that of a movie, we would all have internet folklore about it, and there'd be a documentary made about it. So you can do like maybe like a Cleaver retrospective and all that kind of stuff, whatever. You know what I mean? See what they called David Chase should fucking hire me. If David Chase doesn't want to write it. You can get Michael Imperioli, the guy who played Christopher, to write it because he writes some of the episodes. So he would be a good guy to pass the fucking torch to, basically. You know. Who, Christopher? Oh, wow, I didn't know. I, I know he has another, he has like a show on whatever. I, I know he, you know. By the way, this, the, the, the SAG actor shit fucking, you know, uh, the SAG actor shit, um, is, uh, you know, uh, I guess an ending, I guess. To, to, to me, it's like, like, even if it, even if it, like, there was, like, real things that they, they need to talk about, like, to me, it's like, the, the act, the acting is now gone in Congress, it's on viral videos, so it's like, you know, more people are paying attention to that shit, you know what I mean? For a three-year deal. Watch it, like, you know, watch as, like, the, the agreement happened, now the world's gonna fall apart, basically, you know what I mean? Um, uh, I gotta give props to Jeezy for opening up, because it's a hard thing to open up about, but, like, you know, and I wish more, again, like, you know, like, I, I'm glad we live in a world where guys can at least open up, because I think he, he didn't, I didn't read the whole interview, but, like, or see the whole interview, but he's talking about how he was molested at a younger age. And I know it's not the easiest topic to do, especially, the thing is, like, you know, it, it's hard for anyone to talk about any abuse, but, like, it feels like guys don't, like, talk about it, like, a lot because, 
like, you know, people, like, you know, always, like, for, like, like, you know, like, how society has always been, like, like, for example, if, like, a, if a male teacher fucks a fucking student, a female, it's like, you know, it's, it's pedophilia, it's fucking, you know, rape and all that shit, but when it's, like, you know, like, you know, a guy, you know what I mean, because, again, like, as, as a guy, like, even when Howard Stern would do stories, like, what kind of guy would, uh, tattletale on a hot teacher, you know, doing that type of stuff, and you're like, like, you have that type of mentality, because in, in your head, because, like, there was, like, hot teachers, like, at, like, at my school, and, like, as, like, as a fucking teenager, I'd be like, wow, if they wanted to fuck me, I would fucking give in, you know what I mean, like, I don't know. But I mean, you know, but like, you know, but 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 I'm glad because I'm telling you, man, that, that, that we we don't realize it because see, and and that's why that's why like some of these people that show off about how much sex they fucking have, you know what I mean? And again, I'm not saying that you should, like again, if you're having sex, go ahead have sex, whatever. But when when there's people online that have been compromised, like you know these edge lord accounts, and they use that as a way to like kind of think, oh, I'm better than you, it's like. To, to to me, it's like 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 they're so fucked in the head from whatever's going on. Because if 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 they were having such a great fucking time, they wouldn't be so. It, it's like it's like they have to have that mentality, that like you know, oh, if you're not having sex, that means you're a piece of fucking shit, whatever. You know what I mean? And and, and I think it stems from you know um you know the younger age of like you know. I don't know. Uh, Zach De La Roca from uh, Rage Against the Machine. Here's the thing. If you're just going to announce that this guy was at the D.C. protest for Palestine, cool. But then when you but then when you have to fucking gimmick it like, oh, he skipped the Hall of, Music Hall of Fame shit. It's like, okay, listen, man. With the call, I can appreciate him going and protesting. But then when you, when you do stuff like that, that just shows because, because dude, the, these gimmick Hall of Fame, like, they might mean something, like on some level, but they're ultimately fucking gimmick, especially in two thousand twenty three, when like no one takes like these institutional Hall of Fames or award shows as like serious now. It's only for like the internet discourse. Oh, cool, man. UCLA said, uh, "There's a huge protest in UCLA." Watch out, Bill! Watch out, UCLA! Bill, Bill Bar, um, Bill Burr, oh no, Bill Burr, not Bill Barr either. Bill Barr will fucking want you blacklisted, you know, for showing concern about Palestinians. Again, I haven't been able to keep up with everything the Young Thug fucking discourse is going on with. Um. I haven't been able to fucking focus on like you know what specifics because it it feels like it's it's becoming like a fucking like you know I don't know it, it it looks like it's becoming like something that's like just designed to be sports entertainment but now the debate of like lyrics being used the thing is listen what's the call like I'm not gonna compare like like celebrities to regular people but if you're gonna put rappers under scrutiny for their lyrics. Okay, and I and I'm not, I'm not saying that with the cold they're not gonna admit. Like people always have the impression, like, oh, why are these rappers so stupid for doing that? But it's like if they're already in a mafia industry that's allowing them to do what they're doing, then it's like they know that they're them getting caught in, in this era is also gonna be a money maker because now there's coverage in the sports entertainment of 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 it basically. So it's not that people like so when people like for example they could have solved Tupac's murder. 
earlier than what it was. But they knew, but because they believe the feds, in my personal opinion, have a liaison in entertainment, it's like they knew they could get a lot of discourse over the next 20, 30 years off this Tupac thing while making it look like, you know, uh, while making it look like, you know, uh, um, while making it look like, you know, Keith D is being an idiot. But it's like, with the cold, Keith D was playing his role in this. You know what I mean? They, they, they always knew the result of where it was going, in my personal opinion. Yeah, see, UCLA says right here, Eminem talking about, yeah, like, Eminem's like a cop to, like, multiple rapes on his fucking song. So, if tomorrow we find out that Eminem is being accused of raping somebody, like, it's not gonna be, you know what I mean? Like, but, like, to me, if you're gonna, if you're gonna use that, then you have to use that for every entertainment. Like, Bill Cosby cop to fucking, you know, doing the Spanish fly shit, um, in, in, uh, you know, in drinks and all that. Yeah, you know, Russell Brand cop to what he was doing and his act and all that kind of shit. So to me, it's like, you know, I, 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 I again, and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm saying, oh, look, Young Doug is going through in, in, in the same level as what every other black guy is going through. Like, I know the, the aesthetic might, like, look, look similar in, in certain situations and all that, but all these celebrities are, like, not playing by regular rules anyways. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if I want to be a stickler for stuff, I can say that's like, Sopranos, Sopranos knows a lot about the mafia, and they do a lot of insider shit. D do I suspect that some of these guys there, since a lot of people in that institution, like the the, the side characters, a lot, of those, a, lot, a lot of those guys have become, like, a lot of those guys went to jail. Like that Matthew Buck, Buck a lot, the, the, the Matthew Drinkwater dude from season two, him and some other guy fucking, you know, committed an armed robbery. The guy who was muscle marinara, the muscled guy that took Tony Soprano beat up in the last season. That guy is, like, doing jail time, too, right now. So, a lot of these institutions and factions in the show business, it's like they're all connected to doing, you know, skeevy fucking shit. But it just, it just so happens you gotta put the rappers, you gotta make the rappers, you know, the ones who get thrown in the bus the most. I'm I'm just saying if you're, if you're gonna throw the rap because because they always make it seem like it's the rappers who are the only ones that are stupid enough to admit to all this shit when like you know people don't view comedy as like a gangster institution in my personal opinion but that's just as much you know comedy has probably done more damage to the youth than hip hop has in my personal opinion it just hip hop seems more transparent because. Like you know, like the the bad the 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 the, the bad the, the, the bad vitriol of it, when it's out there, it's out there. But like you know, comedy has made fucking people, like you know, seeing things in a comedy lensing all the time, has made people drop their guards, and accept like you know the most fucked up and normalized propaganda and fascism on the planet. In my personal opinion, I'm not saying every oh banned comedy and all that kind of shit, but you know. I don't know. That's why, you know, a, 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 a lot of these entertainers who have been feeding each other, who are part of this fundamentalism, that's why, like, they're choosing now to make a lot of the fucking peace now, you know what I mean? You know, they 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 made you invest into their feuds.
And now, you know, they're not going to, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just kind of babbling on now for the last two hours. I want to get this fucking shit out of the, out of the way. I'll go, the, I'll go through the rest quickly. I think Rick Ross is on the way of becoming a fucking billion, which is probably why he's been a part of a lot more discourse than recent memory, I guess. Like, they needed to keep him out there. Because, again, I'm not saying he hasn't always been a part of, like, the discourse in general. But, like, I know it's in the last, like, you know, like, last couple of years, at least the last two two years, he's been more amplified in there. So I guess, like, whenever someone's about to become a billionaire. So I'm wondering what problematic shit that, you know... Because, again, once you reach that status where you're untouchable now, it's like that's when you find, find out all your shadiness, kind of, in a way. You know, I don't know. And, again, with the cold, because I don't believe Kanye and Kim's fucking relationship is, like, you know, 100% real. Like, or, or it, you know, if you're going to be in a storyline with the Kardashian institution, you know what I mean? You're going to, like, you know, always... Like, anyone who walks into the uh, Kardashian institution, they're, they're going to be fucked up. Like, you know, like, Lamar Owen. I'm like, you know, you, you're going to run into a lot of fucking problems. Like, that, that's another institutional fucking family. Where, like, like being at odds with them on the surface is like, you know. Yeah, no, but but, but the thing is, they... Dev- see, see, for example, right? For people that like Kanye, people will hate on Kim because Kim seems like she is putting her daughter through, like, oh, wanting to exploit her. So people actually think Kanye is a better, like, the better parent. Because Kanye doesn't want, you know, her, you know, uh, you know, his daughter to be... But, but, but Kanye's in the storyline where his daughter is becoming the discourse. So, you know, but, so, like, if he didn't really want her part of the discourse, she wouldn't even be mentioned. She wouldn't even be talked about. You know what I mean? But, like, but, but now Kanye's new wife, who, you know... Again, she, she walks around, like, you know, with, like, a pizza... With a pizza box on the top or something like that. She's walking around in, like, you know, squid shoes or something like that. I, don't, I have no idea. But, like, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, they're, they're trying to... But, like, but what I'm trying to say is that, like, they... Like, Kim and Kim and Kanye are both, like... Like, an, another couple that, like, you know, that func- that profits off of the, the dysfunction, basically. When they're probably getting along, you know what I mean? But people who are anti-Kanye will automatically, you know, make Kim Kim Kardashian also, like, this innocent woman who's being, you know, who has a horror... You know what I mean? It's like they're, they're, they're playing both their fan bases, basically, who buy into, like, the sports entertainment of it. You know, I don't know. News. You, you know how, I, how I've been saying that whenever Meek Mill is in discourse, it's like... It's like an episodic television show. Like, you don't got to follow every storyline Meek Mill's involved with. But, like, every once in a while, you'll hear... You know, I, I, I've been saying that. So, like, I guess the next one was that, you know, like... With the cold... I guess that they, they showed an album cover of Meek Mill and Rick Ross. And people are now goofing on, like, you know, Meek Mill's, like, you know, legs looking skinny. It's like, at any time in the discourse, Meek Mill has to always be comedy fodder, basically. You know what I mean? Just like little boozy now as well, you know. Joe Budden Joe is getting there. Apparently he had... Again, I don't know if it was... I listened to all of it. But apparently he was having medical attention being done during his... Like, to me, to me it's like... It, it's going to be... I bet it's going to be revealed that this, this, this fight that he had was staged or orchestrated. 
But the thing is, like, even though a lot, a lot of things can be orchestrated, now we're in an era where the orchestration shit is going to be, like, exposed as being orchestrated, basically. You know what I mean? It's like it's like any any of the people that are goofing on Jesse Smollier will probably end up having that, whether it's Dave Chappelle and his stage attacker, or whether it's Joe Budden at the strip club, you know what I mean? UCLA says right here, Kim's been um, running around hanging with uh, Ivanka Trump lately. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, they're all, they're all fucking connected, man. A lot of these showbiz people are going in that direction, man. You know. By the way, f- f- finesse two times uh, is uh, converting to Islam, apparently. Whenever whenever a celebrity has to be obvious about, like, you know, like, like you know, if, if it's just a regular person, you're like, okay, God bless, you know, they're trying to find a better way, whatever. But whenever, like, anybody on the surface, like, on, on a celebrity world, declares they find religion, I always feel like the, it's always, like, like, designed for them to, like, go go in a fundamentalist route, basically, with it. You know what I mean? That's whatever, like, like, like you know, whenever celebrities, in my personal opinion, go that route. You know? And because, like, because showbiz has ties with, like, the fundamentalism religion, it's like, you know, it's like an, an, another fucking, you know, different side of the, different sides of the same coin. It fits in perfectly, but... I mean, if, if he's doing it for genuine reasons and... He's doing it to better his life, then all the God bless him. I hope he doesn't, you know, become another celebrity that might, you know, go down the fundamentalist fucking road, basically. Tory Tory Lanez was see again. He, see, people think this Tory Lane stuff is like, like you know, an, an, another fucking you know, like this is actually like even though the stuff played out like the way it played out, right? Even the court cases or whatever. Because it's become sports entertainment, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised even if, like, he's supposedly in jail or whatever for, like, show, basically. Like, maybe knowing that he could get out eventually, you know what I mean? It feels like, by his name still being in the discourse, and he's still able to make music and all that kind of stuff, it's like, he's still making money off the engagement, you know what I mean? And to me, to, to me, to me, like, the shooting happened, but it felt like a real fucking, you know, story, like, you know, storyline kind of in a way, you know. The way it goes. By the way, I, 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 well, yesterday, last, like, it's like, it's like Friday morning now, but, like, on, you know, Friday, Thursday, uh, I saw, um, the Marvels. It wasn't that fucking great, you know. It's, it's, again, I, I, I like some of the stuff in it, but it's like, it's like, it, to me, it's like, because Marvel, like, MCU has become woke, you know, people hate on it, so it's like one of those movies that confirm, like, oh, look, this is not bad, like, this is bad because of wokeness, but it's like, it's designed for it to go back more regressive and all that. Eh, she's alright. I, I didn't like how they made Kamala, I, I know Kamala Khan's supposed to be like, you know, a, a stand, like, you know, kind of like a stand of these superheroes, right? But I thought she played up, like, the be, be, being, like, you know, uh, a super fan way too much in this. And it felt like some of the charm that she had during the fucking, you know, um, um, the, the, Miss, the, Miss Mar- the Miss Marvel show, I felt it was missing from this movie, even though she still did a decent job. But the dialogue wasn't that fucking, you know, great. But, you know, UCLA, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to go into a spoiler because I'm going to talk about the post-credit scene, which I thought was probably the coolest part of the movie. You know, 
I'm not gonna lie. I I do like some of the the, the like you know the cause they're Pakistani, right? I do like some of the Pakistani isms in the dialogue for the parents and all that kind of stuff. Like you know what I mean? Like you know, I just felt the 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 family came off more likable in the show rather than how they came across in the movie. But like, if you don't want to hear the post credit scene, whatever. But the post credit scene is uh you know um um Monica the. The, again, I, I I don't keep I don't like keep it constant track. So I totally forgot about the little black girl in Captain Marvel, because again, like that was like in the night, like the the, the timelines in the nineties. So she became so she now she's a full adult now, right? And she got powers in that movie, whatever. I totally kind of just forgot whatever. But like she was another character, but then she went into the other side. I, I, again, I can't tell you about the specific fucking you know. F- finishes of of the of, of the storylines and all that. I'm, I'm I'm the worst at it. I have to go watch other reviews. You know, I mean, I'm always confused about the timeline and all that kind of shit. You know, and uh, so basically, she's on the other side of the fucking multiverse. She wakes up and she thinks she sees her mom, and it's her mom in another universe. But she doesn't know she's in another universe, and the mom doesn't know her. And I think in that universe, her mom is actually Captain Marvel in that universe. And then all of a sudden she goes to the doctor and it's Beast from X-Men, um, played by Kelsey Grammer. So, I mean, the the, the graphic of it looked kind of shitty still, but, you know, I guess we're getting that, that X-Men. I, I can't keep up with all of it, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know, but I didn't, I, I, thought, the, I thought it was a pretty weak movie, though, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't mind it too much, but I thought it was one of the weaker MCU movies, in my personal opinion. And it's not because it's not because oh it's three females and it went woke, I'm sure they, I'm sure they fucked it up on purpose, so that it can give like a lot of the fucking you know right wing accounts to go oh I gotta stay away from wokeness and all that type of shit. Anyways, I'm I'm gonna go. It's like almost four a.m. now in my time. But I, I listen. I want to thank you all for um. I mean, well, I mean, that, that, that's another thing. These people, because advertising has left Twitter and all that type of shit, this is the way that they advertise by having fake culture war fights over it. So ultimately, all you're doing is product placement, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, that's essentially what everyone's doing. Like, and, and it used to, it used to be a lot more smooth and all that kind of stuff. But now it's like whenever they need a new, like, like, like the, like the Barbie and Oppenheimer, they probably paid a lot of these alt media and influencers to fucking talk about shit. You know what I mean? Like to me, in my personal opinion, at least. I'll be back with the recaps. Hopefully, I don't know if I will, but whatever. <laughs> November 11th, 6.49 p.m. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You might like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long finger pearls. But you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Maybe a rockin' 
Alright. I was gonna just get to the recap, right, of Dynamite, but, um... I, I always I always love when the, they mention me on the Stern subreddit, right? And and they're clearly paying attention because they wanted official attention to be put on my blogs or my fucking podcast. So you, you so they have to like they get triggered by what I say in my blogs and in my podcast, where they eventually have to pretend to get one of my trolls who already know everything that I'm up to. They're always watching. They're always monitoring. They're keeping an eye on every fucking thing. They'll put, like, you know, they'll discredit me by saying, oh, his work is only interesting when he's arguing with people, so it could lead me back to more fucking streaming fucking uh, bullshit. Or constantly have people in your life to constantly try to have a non-stop fucking, you know, um, sports entertainment fucking battle. They don't like that I'm doing my podcast on my fucking own. They're still stuck in the fucking Stern Show world where they can only water down the watered-down jokes that fucking... that were never really that funny to begin with. When you compare different fucking fandoms, like wrestling or, like, the Sopranos fandom, you realize how much... how much a lot... I, I'm not saying the wrestling fandom, like, the, the, like, they're fucking, you know, constant knee-slappers. But there's, like, more self-awareness in there. The Stern subreddit just keeps repeating jokes... You know, doing revenge porn on, you know, on, on, on ex-staffers' wives. Constantly pretending that Howard's, like, a fucking liberal so they can keep hammering home their fucking right-wing talking points. Defending, you know, very far right-wing fucking people and then claiming that I'm the fucking terrorist. Claiming that I'm a Hamas supporter. Claiming that I'm, you know, I mean, put, uh, putting photoshops on me, um, uh, attacking somebody. You know what I mean? Like, horrible photoshops. So they so they basically uh, put a post there to and again it's like that McDevitt guy under his apprehensive bench account whatever the fuck it's called at, pretending like he doesn't know where I uh, uh, doesn't know where I am he pretending that he doesn't uh, follow what I'm going through so then they can justify why they have to mention me and constantly fucking discredit me so I pissed people off so much that they're using these stern sh- show trolls to basically instill more paranoia into me. Um, putting admissions out that they're watching me still, uh, also making false fucking accusations of me being in a, um, being in Hamas, uh, um, you know, support, like, no, no, this is my theory or anything like that, what they're called, you know what I mean, but, like, they fully stated out like it's a fucking fact. I'm monitored 24-7, I don't have any fucking weapons. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm not a fucking terrorist, I'm not a fucking extremist. As much, as much as they want me to be, they want me to be an extremist. They want to fucking radicalize me. They try to radicalize me ever since I left the fucking Stern show. And then they'll make fun of me. But there will be one person who will give an honest answer saying, hey, he calls into post-wrestling. And, you know, he actually sounds pretty normal over there. And then somebody replies, calling into a wrestling show, oh, cartoon violence and scripted bullshit. Like, do you know what fucking subreddit you're on? You're on the Howard Stern fucking subreddit. Where they're constantly fucking doing gimmick shit. You guys can't even admit to yourself that the fucking, you know, that that the fucking Stern show world has been fucking a phony fucking reality show fucking sports entertainment bullshit world that you have all fucking, you know, consumed. And made it your entire fucking personalities. 
At least when I made the fucking Stern Show, my personality, I was actually on the fucking show. And then once I got fucking, you know, out of it, I kind of didn't make it my entire fucking personality. Yeah, I can't ignore that I was a part of it. So I have to fucking, you know, mention. So it kind of fucking lets people know, but, you know, it's also people don't get a fucking advantage over me by acting like they don't know so they can fucking then pretend like they're, you know, not having an agenda about it. So like once you tell them, some people will just kind of go, okay, well, he know he mentioned it now, so now there's no point of being, you know, like, you know, like being in his life kind of in a way. But some people will do that constantly. So fuck all these jerk-offs, you know what I mean? Everyone in that subreddit just is a fucking, you know, clown, essentially. All they do is just constantly, you know... All they do is just constantly fucking talk about the show nonstop. These people that are probably fucking Trump insurrectionists are telling me that I'm a fucking terrorist. But they don't look at themselves as that. But yeah, but, but, but because I believe that Howard's, uh, you know, little fan base has a pipeline to the right wing fucking politics, in my personal opinion, at least. These people who themselves are extremists are, like, the most fucking blatantly racist fucking people on the fucking planet. They're the ones that are fucking, you know, pretending like, oh my god, I'm so oppressed because the radio show that I used to like is not catering to my political needs, even though the guy behind the radio show is most likely in agreement with what you fucking say, but then otherwise your word wouldn't mean shit, would it? So these people are the ones that are fucking dangerous, and they're going to be the ones that, you know, they kind of fucking try to fuck my life up even more. Because that's how fucking evil these shitheads are. He, like, like, like that subreddit, you just realize the guys that you're uplifting are guys that have, uh, have uh, you know, basically kind of copped to having child porn on them. That Roy Tam guy, what they're called, like, that guy is a fool. Again, but, but again, the, but the Stern Show subreddit, they're fucking, they uplift a lot of fucking people that are fucking really, really problematic and, and really troublesome. So to me, it's like, you know, because these people do revenge porn on ex-staffers' wives who they probably beat off to, but pretend like they're not attracted to her. You know what I mean? They do that kind of shit. They do the Howard Stern bit where they pretend like they're grossed out by these people, but then they end up fucking doing the same fucking shit. You know, I don't know. I just had to address it before I went into the recaps. You know, I don't know. Everything else is just fucking stupid. But this is what these uh, people do. And and obviously, like, they're, now my blog is under their radar because 
I go to like the blog, like you know, because now on the on the blog spot where I have to post again, I wouldn't know if people were gonna be reading my fucking blogs anyways if it was on just on Tumblr. But now that it's gone on Blogspot, where I can see the traffic a little bit on there, like for example, now it's like you know, five hundred people have read. And, and 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 normally they don't give me fucking views, so now they're making it known that they're aware of what I'm writing in there, you know. Let me see. Let me see how, how much people are reading. Yeah, five hundred and ten people have read this latest fucking blog. Hey, while you're there, just read the other ones, too, while you're at it, you know? Since you're aware of what I'm doing, I guess this one's going to be the one that blows up. Anyways, let me uh, go to the dynamite recap. Uh, you know, it's weird not recapping the show live that I watch because it feels like, you know, not watching it and seeing clips and taking in the discourse. I feel like I made the right decision with it because there's like always nonstop debates of how much our champion should be seen. So people opt for them to be all over the show because in the Attitude Era, we saw what happens all the time, you know, even though, like, back then, Austin McMahon segments at least would lose storyline interest, That's you know, it, it would lose interest as far as storyline goes. A lot of the casuals weren't doing the analysis about the industry or segments, but a lot of the hardcore fans who can understand the draw and the ratings element, people felt bored with the Austin storylines constantly being on repeat. And I felt like some of these segments watered down, you know, injury. And I felt like, you know, overall in the Attitude Era, these segments watered down injury angles and storyline builds because they adopted Crash TV mindset. And people who have been used to that kind of booking after Attitude Era think that that's the remedy. I don't mind certain weeks, you really, but like, I don't mind it certain weeks, but you really, you know, like, you, there's something you need to really highlight the champion, but it's just a way this is, like, the way that it's being portrayed and done. Because it's like they're putting in a solid wrestling and solid promo sometimes. Mixed with reality show comedy segments or like a lot of chaotic booking with multiple feuds. Giving away big time matches just to pop the internet establishment. Then we argue about the ratings and it all ties back to Punk. Even though like the ratings were not always the best when Punk was there as well. But this is all designed for you know his eventual comeback in my personal opinion. Like the overall story of who the devil is and we're getting close. I will say it could be MGF who's doing it to make himself look like a victim. It could be Cole taking advantage of MGF's newfound appreciation for new friends and the fans and getting him to overwork himself. It could be Bullet Club from Japan going at MGF but also Jay White. You know, it could be Jack Perry because of the real glass spot in the end, you know. He could be the one behind, you know, uh, with Roderick Strong and all them. They may seem like it could be... I mean, they're, they're basically hinting at either Jack Perry or Punk. Like they may seem like it could be Punk because there are reference to him in this episode, which would be the the work that maybe the, that gets the elite to officially quit. 
Some people think that it could be Tony Khan who's doing this because MJF hasn't signed it and the real reveal will be at the final pay-per-view MJF will be a part of. People don't think MJF could leave and we assume he's staying, but part of me thinks that they put that to bed for the last few months because it was overshadowing the rain. So when they decide to let the narrative be that MJF is, you know, not signing with the company, then we'll have all these reports about it since... You know, like the you know, like a lot of the media personalities online nowadays are supposed to facilitate the company's works. I don't know who it could be, but the show is decent. But it, you know, it's had a, it has its booking issues. But it's different watching this, you know, at four p.m. on a Friday afternoon opposed to watching this live. And I and I mean, maybe I, I kind of prefer it. You know, this company decisions are, are not really helping with it either. And what makes it worse, I even pointed this out multiple times. Since everything needs to be facilitated by the internet, it feels like stuff is being booked solely for the internet, the solely for the entertainment dollar online. They can't find anything creative for the lucha wrestlers now, so they have to have work shoot shit with Metal Leak and Commander in the discourse. That's how predictable the internet discourse is, and it's, it's a you know. It's, like, tiring. By the people who also think the devil could be, you know, Britt Baker as well. I need to throw that out there as well. If this storyline concludes well, then maybe I can understand some of the scattered booking. So I'll follow the MGF and things that relate to him on the show first. So the match with Bullet Club and stuff, you know, Joe's match, the main event. You know, um... But by the way, what they called people uh think that um, I'll say this: people think that um, like because the EVP status has been dropped. I don't know if that's like gimmicked or not. I always felt like it, like even though officially they're EVPs, like that it was still gimmick regardless. Like I always think that Punk and Tony Khan basically, like, are supposed to be the kayfabe co-founded people of the company even though like it's permit it's permitted by wwe but the way that they're gonna book it in real life that this could be tony khan and punk's thing and then they strung the elite along the whole time basically but to me it's like if uh like if, if, if it's revealed at cm punk for example right if it's revealed at cm punk and this ends up becoming a work with tony khan this will be when people get fucking really, like, even though the whole thing in general, the reactions to it will all be a work, right? Because they'll finally admit that by Punk coming back that it was a work. And the EVP status is being dropped, essentially. That may be, you know, um, that may be, you know, um, that you know, the EVPs will fucking quit. If CM Punk comes back, and that you know that will be the reveal. Maybe Kenny Omega might stay, but he'll probably leave too. And then we'll justify how they can get out of their fucking con. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to get the contract so they can't wrestle for a certain bit, whatever. That's how I fucking see it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And you know, to me, you know, if it if it if it is revealed to be Punk, basically. A lot of things are, you know, kind of a work in that regard. Like, even having, like, oh, like, Metalik didn't want to put Commander over, right? Like I mentioned before. You know, what they're called, uh, you know. As I, as I mentioned before, like, uh. 
Like, to me, it's like they always had to tie it back to CM Punk, essentially. You know? And, and, and that's what I don't understand. They had to tie it back. Like, oh, look, you see, I thought the drama would be gone, but it's like you have nothing else for these lucha wrestlers that now you have the online establishment booking them into, oh, uh, Metal League didn't want to, you know, um, put Commander over, and then it's like a mis- misleading, whatever, you know what I mean? Because, and, and another clue that, like, they might leave or that they're going to go more problematic, Marty Skrull, like, whatever someone's supposed to get focused on on the online discourse, it's by design, so he mentioned the elite that they never turned their back on him. Which means that, like, you know, if they do, like, they'll reunite outside the company, essentially, basically. You know what I mean? And, like, maybe his beef is with Tony Khan. Which would mean that, you know, because Morty Skrull's accused of, you know, horrible things going on, basically. You know, underage shit. That's like, or I, I, I get that, that speaking out moment in, in the wrestling. They put out so many you can't even keep up, but he was one of the guys named in it. Which is why he hasn't come to AEW, apparently. But they hired Ric Flair. But to me, it's like, it's all like initiation into the fucking club. And now, it's like, they're making that storyline... Like, in, for, for real-life fucking discourse. So these people have, like, an outlaw image and scumbag fucking type of image because it's an initiation into the fucking club that's always existed in show business and all that kind of shit. It's like the people currently are getting in trouble for it when the, it's always existed. But, like, now it's being used as a fucking gimmick for it, even though, like, all these people from the past have probably been to the same initiations. You know, I don't know. I just wanted to, and then and then the, and there's sh- and there's shows online that like are like getting mad because like because like it's like oh the discussion about Cody Rhodes and how Bully Ray said that um um how like the fans pushed Cody away, but like maybe that indic maybe that indicates. That, like, the online fandom that's, like, funded by the billionaires is to basically, like, you know, like, c- c- create a narrative online for people to turn on certain fucking people and organize it that way. You know what I mean? You can organize mass things happen, like, you know, a crowd doing shit. You just need a couple of fucking heads to try to, like, you know, plant seeds and get things in motion, whatever, but even still, it would still be by design, because Cody was probably always going to leave, it's just they need to create interest in, like, like, a, a promotion hasn't really made it if, like, there hasn't been, like, booking decisions that go awry, or people who are supposed to be top guys in the company are leaving the company, you know what I mean, like, I'm sure Cody will be back someday when, like, maybe the ownership changes, or maybe, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it'll, it'll be one of those fucking things. But maybe it's also kind of gearing you up for AEW versus WWE down the line. The real Forbidden Door. Anyways. Let me get to the recaps. Um, and so, um, so I'm going to follow um, the MJF events. <clears throat> and the MGF, you know, um, you know, and so the MGF in the end promo, the devil. I did like that Garcia versus, I did like, you know, Garcia MGF a bit, you know. But again, even when MGF asked if he's facing Garcia, the pro wrestler, 
or sports entertainer. When I envision Garcia do, in, you know, um, answering that, I envision a bigger pot when Garcia said pro wrestler. That shows you, and that shows you how how the creative has like done him dirty for the last year. It it was a decent match, but people were advocating for Garcia to win the match. Are like you know, like some of these people are idiots because watering down a character so much, and then have him do sports entertainment stuff for most of his run the last few like you know the last year. Would be a great way to just to uh, to like he, they would definitely right now be a great world champion even if they're shot in the arm just to pop the internet. That's better than building him up to the point to get the title shot. It feels Garcia's roles being like the Dolph Ziggler for AW where he'll be cutting dope promos for the internet, but the company won't care and they'll bu- and they won't book him properly at all because the company wants to cater to Cornette and his ilk. And they, you know, shit the bed with the booking because Cornette cult will, like, bombard the discourse with, like, shitting on people that, you know, Cornette shits on, basically. I wasn't sure I wanted to recap every move for move with the stuff because I think I'm beyond that with AW, but I, I still do it, though. I'm, cause it, I mean, listen, when you, when you write the book for the internet and put most of the energy on CM Punk's PR, whether it's having his name out there in the negative and positive... You know, so, like, that's just how I fucking feel about it. It opens with a promo from MGF per usual. These have become pretty much the go-to segments when they're starting out AEW. So then MGF calls uh, Tony Schiavone a fat prick just to, like, you know, get that... Get that fucking old heel shit out of the way. Three seconds all it takes to end a title reign, and no one else could do it, so he wants to play to savor those three seconds, and it's not happening again. And then Cole calls him, so he puts it on the screen... He does the same spiel of, of, of not being there for him, but he knows MJF doesn't want to hear this. He has to take Joe up on his offer, and MJF um, doesn't, need, doesn't need him, and he'll defend the ROA titles himself. Garcia interrupts, and MJF said he'll handle Garcia. When he said he'll handle Garcia, Garcia doesn't like that, and MJF wants to have a chat, ask why he thinks he's up to the title, title match. Is it because of his win-loss record? He believes in him and sees himself in Garcia and goes over how veterans would tell him how to run his business, basically. He goes off on that. He has proven that... that that's like a CM Punk reference. He's proven that talent's over, that, that talent over tenure and he thinks Garcia can do the same and ask if he's getting the sports entertainer or the wrestler. And when he said sports entertainer, he copied Menard's accent. So Menard didn't like that because Menard and Parker were with him. Garcia said he's getting the pro wrestler, which did get a pop, you know, from, like, you know, this backstage, but he did get a pop, but, you know. But when I envisioned him saying this, you know, I imagine it finally break free from Jericho. Or, you know, after a really grueling match took him to the limit. After, after they leave, Roddy interrupts and screams Cole's name. He tells MJF he's a wrestling legend. And can give him tips. And MJF said, yeah, he, he uh, was a wrestling legend. But he's become a complete joke. And he leaves and Roddy complains to Cole. That's what the devil would do. And, he, and, then, uh, and walk away. And Cole basically hangs up on him. Roddy tells the camera he's going to remind everyone who he is. And that makes people think he's a devil. Since the henchmen at the end of the show attacked the acclaim. The devil, you know, showed up there. But the veteran line was designed against Punk, so this wasn't so this this wasn't over the an over the top segment in other segments. But I really don't like these opening backstage promos, and I wish they didn't do this a lot of the time, and kind of pace it out by you know for the pace it out by for the remainder of the storyline. Somebody tells me we're going to be seeing them more and more. 
So the opener was Garcia with MJF. I figured this would be an event, but it's probably a good idea because the ending was kind of abrupt. But potentially they um, potentially like they were kind of building up the possibility of the pay-per-view being headlined by Mark Briscoe versus Garcia. Like, we knew Briscoe wasn't winning with Jay, with Jay White, but they are making it seem like he could beat Switchblade. They did a good promo vignette for Mark talking about Switchblade when he first started out in ROH. I remember at the time, it always felt generic back then, which is why I never understood why he was getting this New Japan push at first. But then he ended up being a pretty dope character. But anyway, they started out with MJF and Garcia. Garcia is accompanied by Menard and Parker. I'll give MJ props for mentioning Garcia's win-loss record, how he wants to give him a chance for talent over tenure, at least make it possible for why this match is happening. And then I'll give them credit for the online buzz for it a little bit because they did a uh, MJF did post, like they did a bunch of younger talent in a photo with Garcia and MJF facing off, and the label is double XL freshman class. I thought that was pretty cool. So MJF got the best of him, started mocking the dance, which angered Garcia and makes him get the advantage. And I don't get this because Menard has been against the dancing, which has been consistent when Garcia tried to do it, right? But because they want him serious, but doesn't that go against the story? Because Menard and Parker have always been more sports entertainers than wrestlers the last year or, or so. So why would MJF use the sports entertainment thing to mock Menard? when they also want him to stop dancing as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's a little bit kind of confusing. Like, I don't know. There's kind of a disconnect with that. Maybe they shouldn't have made this part of Garcia's storyline with Menard and Parker to begin with. I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining it properly, but this is what happened when you, you know, hot shot a title match with basically no build. Garcia does a clean break, and MJF applauds it, and then there's a sportsmanship thing. And then uh, he does a stick to Garcia, the crowd chants sportsmanship. Garcia hints at it and then slaps away his hand before he could before he could dance. MJF puts a thumb to his eye. MJF does a hammerlock body slam. He take, talks shit to Garcia to show him what he's got. Um, MJF cuts off his offense by dragging Garcia down by his arm. MJF did a variation of a pump handle power bomb where it targeted the arm. MJF had control during the picture in picture. Garcia gained the advantage back. And uh, got MJF with a German suplex. He did the dance with the one arm since it's targeted. He rolls through, gets a brain buster for a near full. He got a backslide. MJF kept targeting the arm, but MJF got a Saito on him. MJF did a diving stomp on the elbow, does a shoulder breaker uh, and a thrust kick. He does a hammerlock DDT the same way that Soraya does the nightcap. Garcia avoids the heat seeker, but still got rock with a thrust kick. MJF fucked up his knee with the Panama Sunrise attempt. Garcia arm kept preventing him from doing the pile driver. He eventually did with one arm, and then he gets a dragon tamer. MJF then just randomly gets the salt of the earth, and he wins the match. Kind of felt abrupt. I don't think Garcia at this current time should be going that distant with MJF, but you could revisit it, I guess. But I figured as decent as this was, I, I thought it, it wouldn't be... I thought uh, it wouldn't be... I, thought, I didn't think it would be this abrupt, really, basically. I don't know. Bernard and Parker prevent Garcia from shaking MJF's hand. MJF asks if Garcia's going to keep following them, and Garcia wants to shake hand, but, you know, 2.0 prevented again. So the, 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 so the big build is for Garcia to escape the remnants of the JS, it seems. They could have done this so much better when they had the JS shit going on, but, you know. The rematch was fine, though, but this would be not be the uh, last time we saw when MJ, um, we saw from MJF in this shit.
Um, but I mean, this would not, you know, uh, you know, I, I really don't think you needed this, this match, but I mean, the MJF's still fun to watch, even if it isn't as special as it used to be, since he wrestles a lot fucking more now, you know. So we saw a Mark Briscoe promo, which did get a little me hype for the match. It just seemed random, but it was just a way to get Switchblade a strong victory over a popular wrestler amongst the fans, basically. But Briscoe goes over how they met in tag team action many times in the first single match. He goes over Switchblade starting out and not being able to, you know, grow a beard. Goes over Switchblade having henchmen do his dirty work. He's ready from every angle. He did his typical promo spiel about putting the title shot on the line, basically. This is, this is good. We saw a Bullet Club promo later on, plus the guns didn't beat Bollywood Boys, but it was just like 40 seconds. Yeah, I wanted to mention it and get out of the way, but Switchblade cut a promo about still being here with the, the Bang Bang belt and still a champion. He he turned to Collision, he goes over the graphic charts. He he goes over how MJF's obsessed with the graphic charts on the internet and goes over how being, uh, you know, th- th- that's being as played out as uh, a long-drawn analogy uh, about being tofu. But since it's MJF's world, he'll play along and he goes over MJF needing those internet graphs to appease his, secure, his insecurities. Goes over being better than MJF and basically hypes how the, how elite he is and he'll beat Mark Briscoe. Good promo. I'll put Joe and Keith here, might as well, as you know, because Joe gets involved in the MJF angle. Since Joe got involved with MJF at the end of the show, you know, I said I'll put this here because it's another obvious shitty booking attempt for online shills who want this product sabotaged so they can look like experts. These shows are employed to be that the negative ones online about it because without that image, they're no different than the other shills. So they're purposely doing shitty booking to make it seem like Tony Khan's the one getting out of control. And since these shows are with punk, they're allowed to control the online narrative and sabotage people's careers if it means they get to look like experts who are fake propped up online. They did a code of honor. They both came to stalemates with the locking up shoulder blocks. Joe drops them eventually. Keith drops them. There wasn't much going on. They both collide together after Keith did a leapfrog before the picture-in-picture. It got going during the picture-in-picture. Keith had control when they came back. Joe gets a knee breaker. He targets the knees. He got with a dragon screw, I think. He does a senton combo, he does. Keith got a German suplex. He does a spirit bomb, kind of. Like, he's he, when he stopped Joe's momentum. Eventually, uh, Joe gets the clutch, and Keith fades away. Joe gets on the mic and says, What stands before us is the greatest ROH TV champion of all time. But he did not come here to be just a TV champ. He said hunger is what defines the greats. Consider him hungry. As of tonight, he vacates the TV championship. The next gold on his shoulder will be the AEW Heavy- World Heavyweight Championship, whether MGF likes it or not. So this could have been done or done better ways. You could have built Joe to lose the ROH title to someone. No one would be care because it's on ROH. We've seen him lose enough time on the main roster for the for this company, but now they had to protect this reign for some reason. He didn't need to break the record. This could have been done better ways. I know people will say he can't lose going against MJF, but he's probably going to lose to MJF anyways. I would want him to win the fucking title if they're going to do this then. I know he isn't winning the title, so this was just, a, this was just stupid. And Keith Lee really does feel like, you know, useless. 
The match would have been better if both characters were hot off the presses, and they purposely botching Keith Run in, in here, basically. And this is why I don't root for new companies, because now part of the discourse in wrestling, someone has to have shitty bookings so supposed experts online can pretend they're coming up with solutions, and there's no point to come up with anything because this is all done by design. One of the stupidest things they've done, really. Just, uh, just get rid of ROH. And Tony Khan was always going to do the ROH anyway. I, I don't mind the titles being shown on AEW. But they're like not extracted as much as like they could have with the ROH brand. And again, I guess CM Punk being the one that said that ROH shit will be fine in Tony Khan's hands, right? But none of the shills are, are, are going to bring out the Tony, that you know, CM Punk was the one that assured people. But they'll remember everything that others have fucking done. Again, it's one thing to get mad at this booking. It's worth, like, they're doing it on purpose to, like, appease the CM Punk fucking contingent online. To see them, like, experts because they served, you know... Like, they, I mean, some of these people don't serve no use other than being negative and creating negative shit because they're not, you know, like, you know, useful as, you know, trying to come up with positive solutions. I mean, most of, them are not, most of them are not even human anyways, you know what I mean? They mimic human beings while being, like, the most sociopathic. Anyway, the guns versus the Bollywood boys. I mentioned earlier the one that matters. Bollywood boys, they get a pop when they were introduced. Colton gets on the mic and calls MJF a liar because he's not a generational talent. Goes over MJF's sob stories about how they don't make it, but they come back and give it the comparison to if LeBron would do, would, 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 um, if LeBron would do that. He walked into the league and ran that bitch just like the guns. How they were never uh, told they were not ready because they were made for and, and they were and they were made for television. Basically, they go over doing it for three years and they're former tag team champion. And they'll be the former. The, 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 well, I mean, they probably will be the former at some point. They'll be the ROH champion because of their generational talents. Austin's pissed off that MJF only defended the tag titles one time, and the only friends he has left are the ones behind the guardrail, and he hopes he chooses one of these pieces, these fat pieces of shit, uh, as a tag partner. A real, a real team will be champions of the guns up stick, basically. MJF is seen backstage and Joe standing there, and then MJF just walks away. So this will play into the main event segment, you know what I mean? I did like the guns promo, though. We just see another Wardlow promo, another guy who could be part of the group trying to take down MJF or get his head. People think it could be the pinnacle reunion without MJF as a leader. Or if this is MJF being behind the devil and he's actually the real heel, it would automatically justify why getting behind Wardlow and beating the shit out of him. While we think that Wardlow is the one that is, uh, um, is the bad guy in the situation. Maybe he's the one who takes it from him in the, in the summer here review. He said the first three years of AEW had like he had a foot on his neck. He could only feel one of the worst things a man could feel that and that's potential being wasted. He felt worthless, and that's um, that's because of one man. He won't know MJF won't know when or uh, know when or where, but when he finds out, it will be too late, and the days of the devil ruling over AEW come to an end. This is good. I don't know where he fits in, but it's clear he's going to be involved with the. Devil angle as well. Like that's what it seems like. They're making you definitely think that. Again, it's hard to know where it's going, but the overall theme is I think MJF is going to leave for WWE, and on his last days will be the like, and on his last days, on the last day with the company, he's going to go out like a he's going to go out getting fucked over by different enemies, and it'll be one of those legendary exits. Now they could just shit all over that, you know what I mean, but. I do like this version of Wardlow. I know in kayfabe it might not make sense since Wardlow won the match, 
but maybe because Tony Khan was more concerned with keeping MJF after his victory, since MJF walked out, it took Steam out of Wardlow's attention, where he had to do sports entertainment feuds for a bit. But the guy, but the guy won title. But maybe you can say he didn't have the confidence he should have had, despite winning those titles, because he maybe he sees it as a failure that he kept losing the title. And he couldn't, you know, because it's cool to win titles multiple times, but the championships, the champion's goal should be winning the title one time and not losing it ever. I'm trying to give the solutions, but you know, it'll go on deaf ears. You know what I mean? I just believe Warlow still has something, you know, there. You know what I mean? I feel there's another discourse wrestler where his push had to get had to fail before he actually gets a real push. It's like it's like another initiation to the club. So the main event was Switchblade versus Mark Briscoe. Mark kept getting the best of him. Mark finally gets a suplex to you know get this thing going. He chops him off the top rope to get the redneck kung fu going. He baseball slides into him and cannonballs on the apron. The guns get involved, which gives Switchblade the advantage. Switchblade faked an injury before going out to get Mark, so the ref checked on him as the Bullet Club attacked. That was actually really creative. Mark gets the advantage back when they come back with the missile dropkick. They do a convoluted chop fest. Mark gets a neck breaker when, the build, when they build him into for himself. He got a fisherman buster. Switchblade targeted the leg with a dragon screw since Mark had a knee injury. Uh, Mark gets a Death Valley driver and they get the froggy bow for a near fall. Switchblade got a urinagi. Does the, they call it the Kiwi Crusher. I, I couldn't hear it, but I, you know, I couldn't fucking, you know. Mark gets the exploder. He gets a lariat. Switchblade counted the J-Jiller the J Jiller with a super, sleeper suplex. A brain buster for a near fall. Mark counters a blade runner with a net redneck kung fu. Switchblade gets another sleeper suplex, DET, elevated DET, and then the Blade Runner for the win. MGF attacks the Bullet Club with the diamond ring. He goes for Switchblade, and Switchblade leaves. MGF says on the mic, he gets on the mic, but he hopes he has fun playing dress-up because playtime is over soon. He'll have to get in the ring with the real champion, and when he won the, when he, when he won the title, he promised himself he would go down as the greatest champion of all time or die trying, and that's what um, um, Switchblade is dealing with. He'll have to kill MJF to beat him. He's not just fighting for him anymore. For the first time in his life, he's fighting for everyone who's been on his journey with him since day one. You know, Cole, you know, people at home, people in the arena. He's not just a scumbag. He's their scumbag, you know. He's got one question when MJF is the only thing standing between him and immortality. The man who always carries a fake gun. When it comes down to it, will you be able to pull the trigger? And then the lights go out. And then you see the backstage, a bunch of masked men attacking the acclaimed. And they throw Bowen through glass. They didn't seem real, but Excalibur screams, real glass. So they obviously wanted you to think Jack Perry or CM Punk. MJF runs through the crowd to go back. And you can see, you're not supposed to see it, you can see Joe standing by the production guys who just seem to be watching this. Uh, I don't think we're supposed to see it, but MJF checks on them. And then Joe shows up and tells them he's running out of friends, basically, and kind of laughs. I want to believe MJF's the one behind to fool people, but I feel people will think that's more of the, the McMahon, it was me all along, Austin, level than, you know. But I, I, just want to, I want to heal MJF so bad that I wouldn't even mind it. But I don't know what the group will be, group will be revealed. Just enemies of MJF, Bullet Club shit, the Pinnacle. Maybe they're Joe's ninjas, you know, but you know they, they really do want you to believe it could be Roddy as well. It could be a more obvious route and cold actually, you know, you know, also the one that's setting it up. 
it's just hard to keep track of, you know, when the people who are instigating the mystery are people online. And I would rather someone in the program kind of break it down. And the thing is, it, it, this has to be some kind of big plan for this to... Because, like, people get attacked in this company all the time. So what is different with these attacks and other attacks that make it even more dangerous? So it has to, has to, has to, has to be something big. And I'm excited for... Switchblade and MJF's build for this match. But the other stuff has kind of, like, taken from it. But if there's a big reveal that's satisfactory, people will forget, but this mystery could have been presented better. But it's coming in the midst of everyone, to some level, having questionable booking other than, you know, a few people. And even if MJF has been booked strong with the wins, it just feels like his special tra- traction sh- level shit has kind of faded and doesn't feel special anymore. And I want to believe he's been playing us or that the people playing him are the ones who are trying to get him to lower his guard and it overworks himself over and over until he loses the title. If Joe faces him and loses, the four-figure title would be the stupidest shit ever. But there are other people I can see taking it from him, like Jack Perry, CM Punk, Cole, Joe, Wardlow. I don't know if it's it's just confusing. I'm assuming with the guys who are behind the tack, will eventually beat the acclaim for those titles as well. People hate that trio titles exist, but there's a way to keep the tag division and trio division intact. They just make it seem like it's taking from the company. But like they're mid, but to me, if they're mid-card titles for other acts, then the tag team should have other titles to challenge for something since the teaming aspect is what's specialized. Like, ROH did fine with the tag division and with the trio division. Like, you know, in the last, like, you know, like, you know, like, last couple, like, like, I'm talking about before TonyCon bought it. And their tag division still had legs to it. But people are now opting for the trio divisions to now fully be gone. I think the ROH titles need to go away and they need to close up shop. But I'll say it left me intrigued of, like, you know, who this is supposed to be, this big mystery. But there needs to be a larger life shit to the attack that makes it different from the other beatdowns. We had Sting and Darby versus Outrunners. This was like Sting's second match in the state of Oregon, apparently. This is just designed for Sting and Darby to look strong. I do think the Outrunners would do well with Johnny Swinger as their manager. It wasn't long. It was just a way to get Sting and Darby a strong win over a jobber team, essentially. And Sting and Ar- Darby and Edge were going to face the Archer and the Righteous on Collision, which was taped yesterday. So they're at least continuing that, I guess. But I guess maybe Archer and Richards are still going to be fodder for them, for the bigger team. I don't know. Unless they get involved with this Christian as well. Anyway, they worked uh, the hot, to the hot tag to Sting. They prevented Dar- the Outrunners prevented Darby's Topi from being done, but Sting still lost to the Scorpion Deathlock. They did a black and white contract signing with Tony and Sheeta backstage. Tony calls Tony, Shivani, Mr. Siobhan. And then Shivani asked about what happened to Tony Storm and Tony, um, Tony Storm, um, like, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, what happened to Tony Storm and, uh, Tony Storm blames, uh, um, Sheeta for her issues of not being able to walk into Wembley as a champion and she won it. She'll win it again and she blames Sheeta for it. She declared that she'll win the title and she'll never, she'll never have, and she'll never, she'll, Sheeta will never have the spotlight she signs a contract. She tells him to wrap it up in five. Sheeta signs it. Sheeta says she'll beat her like always. Tony does her catchphrase, but Sheeta knocks a shoe out of her hand. Later, RG City interviewed Mariah May, who seems to be doing this understudy or obsessive Tony Storm fan. 
But this was a fine contract signing, but you're too bad they didn't mention Tony's issue with Sheeta when the storyline began instead of just leaving her to come out and doing random pantomime shit. Like, it could have been explained sooner if the women got time to be on the show. It, it feels like Tony is winning it and Sheeta's going to be continuously to be in the Oscar role in this company. I'll get to the RJ City segment, but this feels like it's been, you know, it's taken off. Like, you know, it feels like this is... Um, it feels like he's been taken kind of off these Tony Storm segments, and it's more about Luther. It's now kind of being the force behind Tony Storm. But he's still connected, I guess. So Mariah's excited to be in AEW, and RJ asks about her intentions in the company, and Mariah says she came from Star to Japan. She's excited to be a part of the division. She's a big fan of RJ City and Tony Storm and how she went to Japan because Tony went to Japan. So now she's in AEW because Tony's in AEW, and RJ offers to introduce her and to, um, to Tony and Mariah. So happy about this. It's giving me Mickey James vibes, but this could do, um, do the, they could do a lot more wrestling base instead of a over-the-top sports entertainment kidnapping type of storylines. You know, when Mickey James kidnapped her, uh, Tristratus' like, date. Like, like in storyline, it makes sense to tie in Mariah's goal in Japan was to do it because she's a fangirl of Tony. People think she would need to be, you know, presented just as a wrestler, by, but, by, but, but giving her a character can, can be dope if they do it properly. But if they try to mimic the Mickey James and Trisha exactly, it'll just come off as a knockoff. But it feels like with this gimmick Tony has, it makes sense that there would be people who would try to be fangirls of her. And maybe this is a ploy that uh, so she could destroy Tony down the line. This is kind of her, uh, her her way of dumbing herself down to reduce herself to just being a fangirl. Penta versus Swerve. After last week, they barely kind of addressed what happened to Hangman's house, but it felt like the the commentator decided to re- like really address it in this match. This was a really good match, and the strong win for Swerve. They came to stalemate, avoiding each other. Swerve got a diving uppercut in the back and Penta's neck. This is pretty much back and forth with backhanded chops. I'll give them credit for not doing it the chop fest battle type of way, but more Penta just taunting between the taunts and chops, which is more tolerable. Penta eventually gets a backstabber, sort of uppercut cut off, and Penta to, um, to, um, cut off um, Penta's tope. But Swerve had the advantage, but Penta saw this dive coming into the outside. Swerve still landed on his feet, but he went right into a thrust kick. He got another one on the apron, too, and then Penta dives over onto Swerve. Swerve had control when they came back for the picture-in-picture. Picture. They went back and forth, um, you know, they did back and forth. Swerve counters are made in Japan. Penta countered something, and then they kept going, going coming to stalemates with high boots. This went on for a bit. They both just dropped to prove they, you know, were evenly matched. A couple of uh, sling blades from Penta, plus Fireman's carry. Penta ended up getting a destroyer on the apron with the fluid motion to the outside. He did a diving mo- um, diving footstep, swerve flipped out, um, flipped out Penta's head when uh, Penta was trying to uh, do a head scissors in the corner. Swerve did a st- uh, stomp to Penta um, as he was outside um, you know, the, on the ring apron, kind of. Um, Penta counters the 450, ends up snapping the arm. The man in Japan for a near fall, basically. Swerve missed the house call. Swerve counted the fear factor attempt and got the Death Valley driver, snaps Penta's arm and to return the favor and then uh, get the diving stop for, uh, for the win. Hangman comes out afterward, attacks before Swerve could take Penta's mask off. Hangman uses a chair multiple times. Hangman nails the security with chairs. He ends up doing a dead eye off the stage, onto table, to tell Swerve that he's a dead man. This is a good sh- showcase for Swerve. I was worried AEW was going to 
go to WWE territory where like Hangman would just cost them the match. And I feel that booking is so played out, especially if you're building to a big match on a pay-per-view. But it was a cool to mesh, mesh of styles. Thing that I, always, I was not mad, I was not mad uh, this match was on television because even if I want Penta to have storylines and not just accomplishments to say he, he won titles before losing them, I'm kind of accepting that Penta is like a utility player. And Swerve is the one right now that needs protection, you know. So I'm glad Swerve just got this win and it wasn't really a long match and they kept the Hangman Swerve thing going out. But I feel this feud is uh, going to need more, uh, another promo segment to really sell the match. Nothing other than just, you know, a bit of revenge to this angle afterwards. It wasn't anything over the top and convoluted. I think we're ready for the for the match, essentially. If Swerve wins this one, then I feel this feud will probably be done. But if Hangman wins, then I can see them doing a rubber match. I can tell if if, if if I can tell if I can see something if if punk, something involving Punk happens with the company, and it turns out like you know the Tony Khan Punk is like like I said before, like work people and other roster members get pissed. I can see the elite actually quitting the company over it, and I thought they would leave earlier, right? But they signed contracts. But this company it doesn't mean shit when they can just change the rules. And the reason why I'm mentioning in this feud right here because if if the, if the quitting isn't planned in the, in in the real life kayfabe, it'd be one of those situations where people will be like, "Well, at least Hangman ended up putting Swerve over on his way out, even if it wasn't planned." Like that that level of talk since we are now booking the discourse. Jericho and Omega are being interviewed about their match for next week, and, and they're with you know with the whole crew against Don Callis' family. But I I didn't jot it down, but Don Callis they did a promotion for this, uh, video game. And, and Callis was like narrating it, but he was tying it into their feud base. I thought that was really well done. It made me actually want to go and buy the fucking game, even though I don't fucking play fucking video games. Anyways, uh, Buck interrupted to take a jab at Jericho's bag, take up space. So they had to change in the lock, a broom, broom closet. They make fun of the Golden Jets name. And they think Jericho, and they think Jericho probably came up with it. And they mentioned how the Elite is a cool name. Jericho mentioned how the Bucks didn't have Omega's back for the last several weeks. And Jericho then talks about how it was the four of them um, that helped get the company off the ground. And Matt said they started the revolution. And Jericho just waltzed right in after another for another big check. Jericho says Omega and Jericho are a great team, and he thinks they could beat them. So they set up a match at full gear. Jericho wants to guarantee wants the, the, the title shot if they beat the Bucks. Bucks say if they beat them, then the Golden Jets are no more. Like it's a big fucking deal. Omega puts them over the best team. He doesn't want to face them, but Omega says he's beat them before. Once with the he didn't beat them with the Bushi. He didn't beat them with the Hangman. If they want, if they want to do it, then maybe after they'll stop acting like sissy, bissy, whiny children. <laughs> Omega calling someone a sissy is just insane. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I, 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 I'm gonna, I, I need an edge lord word to use because everyone thinks I'm a little bit lame. You go, okay, you know, I'll go back to the '90s and use sissy. <laughs> uh, another, so another punk reference because like you know, acting like children. Jericho wants to take them to the woodshed and beat their spoiled asses. If 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 this team with Omega and Jericho was hot off the presses, I would care. And I think unless Callis and et cetera are getting a good have some involvement, I would have rather them finish their storyline the pay per view with the, with them rather than having the Buck versus Omega and Jericho. Like the Callis family has been the one dominating and getting the wins, 
and yet the storylines are still more, are geared towards the Bucks and Omega and Jericho. So unless Jericho and Omega beat them, which then lets the Bucks, you know, just do their heel turn, then maybe it works. But they'll also then, what, join the family? Or do they stick to their conviction of hating Don Callis? But to me, it feels like Jericho and Omega will still be together. This company is, you know what, this company is so in Vince Russo territory, it wouldn't shock me if Omega just turns on Jericho and turns heel and then joins the elite. For no fucking, you know what I mean? It, it wouldn't make any sense, but neither, neither does any of the fucking discourse. I'm not saying doing the eight-man tag in the interview, you know, you know what I mean? But you could have done Takashi on the Hobbs with Jericho and Omega. I feel like this Callus feud is going to wrap up before the pay-per-view unless there's more going on with it. I'm not against Bucks versus Omega and Jericho. But this, they could have built up, um, you know, they could have, uh, they could have built it up a better. It feels like they're, you know, rushing towards shit. I think the elite could end up. I, I don't. I kind of think the elite will end up leaving, or maybe the Bucks will end up leaving. Who fucking knows, you know? Orange Cassidy says, "Mox, um, Mox must have lost his mind, saying he doesn't respect that Orange Cassidy doesn't respect him." Uh, you know, uh, Moxley's the only one that Orange Cassidy has been thinking about since Chicago, when he left him in a pool of his own blood and took his title. He's sorry that when the, ch- when, the, when, the, when, the chance, when the chance knocked, he didn't pick up the pieces of Phoenix. He picked up the pieces of the title. Like, you know, he's, he's apologizing for not picking up the pieces of Phoenix. Uh, he picked up the pieces of the title that Mox dropped. It doesn't feel the same. He needs to beat Mox. He has to beat him in order to be the champion, and he knows he is. At full gear, he'll beat Moxley. This is cool. I thought even though the booking hasn't been smooth as I, as I, I would have liked, but they made it interesting, even even if they, you know, could have done this proper. But the systemic injuries keep happening, and we have to play experts over that, right? So Orange Cassidy's coming off more passionate about wanting to keep a title. That's been one of the, to me, it's been one of the best character developments for a talent from where they started. And uh, it feels Orange Cassidy is probably the one going to heal, going to be a heel to retain the title. Maybe not, but it would be interesting to see what Orange Cassidy can do if he officially did turn heel. This match I'm actually excited for, you know what I mean? But the punk contingent shits on Orange Cassidy, we're not supposed to like it. But even if they try to ruin it, it still, you know, it, it still seems like people, you know, seem to be into the match. So they'll fuck it up more eventually. Mox then cut the promo about getting called and um, letting, Orange, letting Orange Cassidy off the hook. He claimed Orange Cassidy knew what exactly what he was what he was doing, stepping up into his territory, taking his title shot. It's not about the belt. It's about the laws of nature. This game's a jungle. The BCC is a dominant pack of predators in the jungle. And what kind of example would he be setting for Yuta if he didn't beat the living piss out of Orange Cassidy? And what is what example Orange Cassidy is setting for Hook that he can do and say whatever he wants and call and it'll all be fine. There'll be no repercussions and HR will step in to save him and reiterate the question of what kind of example is Orange Cassidy setting. His Orange Cassidy deserves to make it a full gear as soon as they step into LX. LX is going to be gang warfare and bring whoever he wants. He tells Hook to take notes if his fingers don't hurt and then Yuta called a Hook essentially. So I think there'll be a tag match on on Dynamite, basically. I'm sure it'll be on, you know, again, I said, I'm sure it'll be on Dynamite. I confirmed it now. But, I mean, the, I mean, this was like a, this was a great fucking promo, you know what I mean? But, like, so, like, so Moxley is also a little bit coming off as a heel because, like, now he's making claims that, like, you know, Orange Cassidy knew what he did. 
and like now he's justifying why he like, like he's justifying that that he can't take that he lost the fucking title. So they're justifying it by saying that he's te- he's like setting an example for Yuna, basically. Julia Hart versus uh, Red Velvet. This is a cool match. Julia's presentation has hyped me hyped uh, has me hyped. Um, you know, with the theme and all that, and how she owns the character. So I I, I I'll give the division shit, but Julia's character really does feel valuable. But she could come out for a match that has no build, and Red Velvet has always been a you know solid worker. So it's good to see her back. It, it gets going for a bit, uh, you know, with the locking up. Velvet got a bunch of arm drag. They came to a stalemate with the splits, face off. Julia got a successful body trip. I always pop for that shit. Velvet uses her invincibility to choke her in the leg. She got some stuff, stiff body shots. Julia drops her when she was doing the 10 punches. She had control during the picture. In picture, they fought on the ramp at one point. Velvet was selling it like hell for her. They came back. Velvet got a leg lariat, got the Casadora Bulldog. She got a double knee guillotine against the ropes. Did a standing moonsault. It felt like Velvet had to work Julia's skill level. Velvet does the Calicosm thing that Ethan Page does. Velvet got rocked with a lariat thrust. Julia does a moonsault for the win. Um, they sold this like Velvet having ring rust coming back. Because I, because I know she's better than this. Like, you know, she's way better, right? And it felt like she was... <coughs> Sorry. It felt like she was catering to... Uh, Julia's in-ring skill level. Anyway, she applied the submission... She does, and Sky Blue comes out, and they face off, and Julia kind of, you know, is taunting to see if she has missed in the mouth, but then Willow and Statlander come out. Statlander confronts uh, Julia and stands in front of Sky, who doesn't appreciate it, but eventually Julia leaves. They should just add a Fatal 4 to the pay-per-view, if they actually wanted more women on the pay-per-view, at least. They should do three women matches at times, but now we're probably only getting one. You'd be lucky if it made the pre-show, which is probably a good match. Unless they want to give Athena a mini showcase in a multi-person match. So that gets used in the discourse. But I think the story has done a decent job that it deserves to be on the pay-per-view itself. If that is the route they're going, in my personal opinion, I don't know. If it is a decent show, some of the questionable booking decisions that will always overshadow the company, but there was... Some decent stuff, but I'm thinking this show is not really worth watching live as much anymore because I feel like I should, you know, I, I should see the discourse extracted before going in. Then maybe this is a way to, like, you know, kind of, uh, this is the way to kind of go is when people are purposely sabotaging it for their own agenda. I've already seen that shit with everyone, every, every other fucking company in the last 30 years. Let me go to Rampage quickly. It's like, you know. Let me uh, go right here. This is actually a rare live edition of Rampage. They're taping Collision right after, so I guess they figured they might as well do a live one. It started with Preston versus Starks. It was a cool match. Bill was doing, uh, you know, commentary, and Starks at one point took the headset off to give props to Bill for commentary and how he and his family love him and appreciate him. So at least, like, he wasn't trying to do, like, a rock impression. He was finding his own twist to make it funny, which I can appreciate. You know what I mean? Because, you, you know what I mean? You you don't need to give Starks the rock comparisons more and more so, so people can use that for their watered-down insults and shit. Let 
you know, Bill, Bill distract, you know, um, Bill did distract Preston, and that that, that starts to win. So they're getting cheered, but then Russia just going to be the same and jerk, you know. So like you know, so they basically I don't know they like they they were the heels, but they actually felt like faces basically, you know what I mean? And 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 Big Cass, you know, you know, Big Bill had uh, you know, like like some like old like you know like some of that old energy that he had from NXT in him. It's like he's finally broken out of his MK Ultra phase, basically. Which is what he seemed to be on, like, for the last, like, you know, while his, like, you know, new, his new Illuminati body was, like, you know, getting used to itself. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Jericho's fishing to cost on Sunday at, at the DDT show. He cut a promo about it. He put over his resume and basically reiterating how dangerous it'll be for Takashi to face this Jericho. And he'll get revenge on him. So, decent promo. I'm sure, again, I, I, I don't know. The, I can't keep up with DDT, so I'm sure someone will post clips online. You know what I mean? I'm sure it'll be a good match. Don Calzanetta were talking, and like, he was trying to figure out who the fourth man since Sammy's not cleared for the, you know, and it basically made, made they basically made a money deal for someone from Nana's camp to be in the match with the family versus Jericho, etc. I know it's Brian Cage. I hope Sammy's all right, you know. Maybe they're using concussion discourse for him to, like, you know, be out. I mean, maybe they're exaggerating it, so then he can just kind of be home while his, like, wife is on paternity leave. You know, he can just kind of be there. But we have to, like, have the, the you know, the concussion discourse still. I figured he'd be cleared by now, but, um... <clears throat> but, I mean, this feud now has kind of, like, been scattered. I knew they'd eventually ruin it. I, I knew giving it credit would have the Al Bundy effect in it. Between blowing it away on free television, but now a random person in the match that doesn't have any ties to this feud. Jared and company are being interviewed. They talk about Lethal being their own contender. They basically declare victory, and Jay Lethal talks about outclassing Eddie Kingston in every way, and Ortiz interrupts, telling him to say well, what they said about him to his face. And Karen basically tells him that he's outnumbered. He tells him to watch what he says because he might be jumped. Then eventually Ortiz just tries to fight all of them and Singh ends up like choking the shit out of them. I have no idea where it's going. I'm sure he'll be involved with the Kingston feud eventually. Red Velvet got another match this week. And she and Ruby had a pretty good fucking, a much better quality match than the one on Dynamite. Because Ruby is pretty good in the ring, obviously. And so is Velvet. So this one actually showed, allowed Velvet to shine a lot more. During the match, Ruby was given flowers or some shit. Someone left it there. Which let her get distracted and let Velvet win the match eventually. Not like a roll up right away, but she got some pretty stiff offense before actually getting the win. I guess we're really supposed to assume Parker is sending her flowers. So, um, hold on a second. Uh,. Uh, hold on a second. I, I'll get to the, the, the Ruby stuff because there's a follow-up for me, but I'll get to the Roddy stuff. Roddy would do the shtick with the match before the Kingdom wrestle. He screams Dasha's name. He talks about November neck. Kelly talks about the Raiders. He starts shouting out Oakland and screams Oakland. 
He shout out his new his best friend, my uh, Adam Cole. Kingdom won their match, and then Strong gets out of the wheelchair, goes for that gut buster backbreaker. He does, and then he pulls the James Brown by like falling over. This stick is actually the it's funnier. Um, it's funnier than the backstage segment they do. It's funnier in the ring, in my personal opinion. They cut a promo backstage, and the Andretti and uh, Andre, um, Andretti, Andretti and Darius interrupt. And they basically set up a match because the last time they gave the kingdom a challenge, some shit. Taven doesn't know who these people were, and are and, and that was pretty funny. But then I think uh, it's Roddy that's gonna go to da- uh, go at Darius on Collision. I think and he starts screaming Darius's name. So I guess it's you know again you know I'm actually hyped for like Roddy wrestling because you know he's actually pretty fucking funny in, in, in his role. So then Garcia's sick of having a pity party about what happened, so he looked in the roster page. He wasn't getting back on track, and he challenges Andrade to get him uh, for a match. And then uh, he leaves, and then Ruby came into the shot, and uh, Soraya's not happy, and neither is Bernard. And it seems Ruby and Parker are kind of getting a, a um, you know, you know, kind of getting, you know, getting into each other a bit, a, a bit much, a bit, you know, they're kind of like flirting with the idea, and Soraya and Bernard pulled them both away, getting, you know. It's like Soraya and Bernard are going to play the best friends in this will-they-or-won't-they relationship couple. But this is pretty funny. The main event was uh, Commander and Viking versus FTR for the main event. I mean, it was pretty decent. It was, it was it, it's a, I don't know, it's a way to get two different styles to mesh. When you wrestle FTR, you're like, you know, in your high flyer, I feel they, they, they ground the pace, but they still, like, let the high flyer do their shit. But I don't think sometimes it meshes well at times, you know. I'm glad I, I don't cover it move for move because I couldn't, like, you know, Keep up, but the tandem four fifty splashes were decent. Cash, um, catching commanded offense into a gory special. Dax at one point fucked up, but maintained control of getting Viking go up for a tombstone. Vigo kept countering Dax's slingshot power bomb with some fancy offense, but then Dax eventually did get it. I like how Commander immediately went for the pin after the with the crucifix, but eventually FTR win. They showed they showed respect to them, and the House of Black showed up on the screen and started applauding them, and that was it basically. Uh, you know, they're just teasing enough stuff on the show so it takes you to the live crowd to collision, I guess. But this is a more lively addition. Not that it was, like, the best episode ever, but it does feel better when the show has some life to it. You know what I mean? And it doesn't feel like it's, like, post-production shit. Anyways, I'm gonna go. You know. You know, I just don't really want to... Anyway, I'm going to go. Closing is going to start soon anyways.